0: And welcome back to another episode of Donut Squad Radio, where you can hear two buds, two guys, hanging out, talking about the fandoms that they love. Um, My name is Adrian. Uh, Today we have a very special show for you. We'll be chatting about Thor, Love and Thunder, and our reactions to said film. We are very excited to talk about it. Um, but before we get into it, I want to introduce my co-host. Colin is
1: here with us. Colin, say hey to the people. What's up, everybody? Dude, we've got a really good show. I'm I'm really excited to hear everybody's thoughts on this stuff. On, I am also. Door uh, Love and Thunder. It yeah. it it snuck up on us. It felt so far away, and then it was like the day before we saw it, which was yeah. so nice. Yeah, <laughs> it was so great. Um, and uh, so I can't wait to talk about it.
0: Me too. And um, before we get into it, we also have a returning guest. Kev is here from Hawaii. We're doing this over Zoom. Kev, how are you doing, man?
2: I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing?
0: We're doing great. Yeah. I, mean, I I see you got millionaire back there. Uh, yeah. I still need to go pick up that one was, of those.
2: to purchase off of Amazon.
0: Those are the best ones. I love it. Well, cool. Um, well. Yeah, Kat. Thanks for being on. Uh, we mm-hmm. had so much fun with you last time, and you always bring up like a lot of stuff that neither Colin and I think about. And it's just like yeah. it's good to get your perspective, you know get get us thinking about different things. So I'm pretty stoked to have you on here. Um, so yeah, so I want to hear your, your guys just like gut reaction. Colin, and I kind of got I have an idea of where yours is because of we yeah. saw it together. Yeah, twice. We but can't hold little... everything
1: for the podcast. I'm sorry, everybody. We sometimes we, try. we have to say words to each other in person. <laughs> we try it's, to it's hold it, but yeah, but <laughs> we kind of have um, to. So, but... Kevin, why don't you why don't you lead us off then, so that we? Can know, I, I greatly
2: enjoyed it. I mean, I know we'll, we'll jump into the the criticisms the criticisms it got, but uh, I mean, after a rough week at work and everything like that, I completely forgot that I had tickets to it. So it was nice. Like you said it just kind of snug <laughs> wasn't up on a me. surprise.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh,
2: you know, I I found myself smiling throughout the entire thing, you know. It was one of those surprise movies where it was a comedy, but it also had some good storytelling throughout. Uh, it reminded me of the first Guardians where you know, you didn't know what to expect. I mean, we expected we saw Ragnarok, we kind of knew what kind of uh theme it was going to go with with the comedy and then some of the serious tones to it. But, you know, I was smiling throughout the whole thing. And any time there was a a song that played, you know, I was smirking, whether it was, oh, this is badass or when they were playing Enya. And I was just (laughs) loving it. Uh, Christian Bale, everyone was saying he would probably be the best Marvel villain with his uh, portrayal of gore. And, you know, I agree. You know, Christian Bale, you know, knocked it out of the park with how he portrayed that character. And granted, in the comics, Gore is, we see a lot more, uh, you know, he's more gruesome in the comics. We didn't really get that in this movie. But with what they gave him, I think he portrayed a great villain. And he definitely ranks probably in the top three for me with uh, the Marvel, Marvel villains. Uh, Yeah. Again, the criticisms of it being too goofy, I thoroughly enjoyed the goofiness. Mm -hmm. throughout the entire thing the the one thing that i knew when i saw the i saw like a clip on youtube when he got the goats after saving that planet i was like oh it's just gonna be a one-off thing but the entire time they took off and they were screaming and he (laughs) screamed uh when they got into the the battle with the shadow creatures or whatever screaming uh, (laughs) i was cracking up the entire time but i I, uh, I really enjoyed this it was It was a nice surprise for it to be I wanted something serious, but at the same time, like I said, I was smiling throughout the entire movie
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i have <laughs> a lot of a lot of comments on the goats and <laughs> a lot of the other comedic aspects of it, but first colin what uh i would you think?
1: Oh man, I, you know, I I I totally agree with you Kevin. I think I had a I had a smile on my face basically that this whole movie. You're totally right. It's just it's it was one of those movies that I think at least as far as Phase 4 goes is easily, you know, it, it's it's one of those movies that you can hop into at any point. You know what I mean? And and enjoy totally. your, enjoy yourself. It could be one of those movies that like, you know, like you're flipping through channels or something like that. And you see it on no matter where it is in the story, you're not going to be like, Oh, you know, I really, I really should just restart this. So I'm not going to watch it here. There are so many different jokes and so many great set pieces that you can just hop in anywhere. I, I, I definitely believe it at least out of the out of phase four. It's the most rewatchable Marvel movie that I've seen in a very long time. Um, It's just constant jokes. You know, it's, it's very much that it is, you know, uh, the Taika style and sort of the James Gunn style of like, and and you made a great point, Kevin, about like relating it to guardians one, where it was, it was like shotgun blasts of jokes and it's like hey if all of them don't hit for you that's fine because there's going to be a joke probably a minute from now that's going to just crack you up just kill you so yeah. like and 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 you know there was never there was never any joke that bad where i like physically like rolled my eyes or anything like that none of them are that oh god no like um just the highs definitely outweigh the lows as far as jokes go um and yeah you know the emotional levity of it 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 certainly takes a hit but if you're going into this movie kind of expecting a you know a ragnarok style film and the thor that we've kind of all come to love um and you know the side characters as well. It would almost be it would almost be a disservice to who um, you know how they've written those characters if all of a sudden they were just all super serious about stuff. It's just yeah. not who we know. So I mean, I I love I love it. Like I I really I really enjoyed it. I mean, Adrian and I saw it. You know what? Within three days, it, we, we saw it. We saw it once on you know, Thursday. the opening day and then saw it that Sunday, Saturday, that Saturday again, Saturday. because it was just one of those films that is, again, is just super rewatchable. I loved all the characters. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it it has, it has its little things that we'll touch on, but I really, I came out smiling. I came out enjoying it a lot.
0: Me too. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got some of my reaction, but like, it was one of those movies that, if it had started right when I finished, I would have sat there happily and watched yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I loved it i um, like literally, I remember like that Thursday we saw it, and as soon as we left, I was like, man man, if I didn't have to do this at work tomorrow, I would just call out and go see it by myself again, because it was just so enjoyable and um, I think when we saw it on Saturday, going into it, sometimes if I see a movie back to back like that um i'm like there's parts of it where i'm like okay like i'll get through this part but i'm really excited to see this part again you know but i was going into it thinking like i'm excited to see literally every part of this movie again yeah like from the very beginning it's just like it doesn't stop and it's like it's it the rewatchability is up there for me as well um this ranks really highly for me for phase four um uh-huh.
1: the, the only thing adrian you had to power through was watching the uh pause of fury um trailer twice oh so, and and we you know we commend you for doing that, that. so that movie
2: <laughs> like it was i checked my watch and i my movie time was seven o'clock the movie didn't start until like seven thirty five, and i was like <laughs> yeah man and of course we got another Avatar trailer. I'm like, I don't like that movie to begin with. So
0: like one I'm okay with Pause of Fury can go die. I I don't know who He's got a personal
1: know, vendetta against the entire team that put together that
0: movie. I don't know who blackmailed all of the voice actors who are such A-list celebrities. Um, but they have some dirt on them and they convinced them to do this terrible movie, knockoff of Kung Kung Fu Panda and like the secret life of pets. But
1: yeah, sorry for the interjection. I knew, I knew that was the, that was the, that was the toughest part of you seeing. You you can't, you
0: you can't get me started on Pause of Fury. Just riled me up like that. This is going to be a Pause (laughs) of Fury trailer breakdown rather than a uh, (laughs) Thor Love and Thunder. Um, reaction whatever after show but uh no I loved it I mean for me Natalie Borman stole the show I loved her I thought she was so cute incredible and like I I don't know a lot of what they did with her was like how she was like this like kind of like we'll get into like characters and stuff but like her her um her character was like very uh I don't know very appealing um I loved you know, how giddy she was about being a superhero. She was like, don't you need to catch
3: food? and stuff like
0: that. You know, it was just, it was very genuine. Um, but um, yeah, overall, I loved it. I remember like we saw it Thursday and then that night I like pre-ordered all the Funko Pops and then, <laughs> and then like we went on Saturday to go see it again. And then we went to Target afterwards and I got like the Lego set and the, and a mighty Thor action figure. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> uh, it was great. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed it. Christian Bale again. Awesome. Um, oh no. Yeah. And another thing I didn't mention before we started, we got to break down the, uh, after credit scenes, but those were both, um, pretty awesome. So yeah, no, I, uh, overall had a, had a great time with it. Um, and even like, I loved how funny it was, but the emotional parts came through to me where like, I was like getting all teary-eyed at some parts and like as someone who copes with humor a lot of the time and like i make jokes about like things that i'm dealing with all the time it's like very relatable so i didn't really think too much of it where like they're just kind of like joking around and like tiptoeing around big issues like when jane's telling Thor that she has cancer and stuff um so i thought it was great
2: i think that was overall like the theme of it I mean, when you consider how far Thor's come and everything that's happened to him, I think looking at his character progression from, you know, the first movie, Redeeming Himself, second movie, you know, that was pretty much used just to introduce the reality stone. Uh, But then, like, all of Asgard's destroyed, all of his family is presumably dead. Uh, All of his Earth friends are pretty much dead, in a sense, with Captain America gone and Tony Stark gone. Uh yeah. and then him going from Fat Thor back to Jack Thor. You know, we we've all been there where, you know, you let yourself go and then you realize, you know, I got to get get back to the way I was. He got in the yeah. gym, his montage where he got was, Jack again, totally. And people complaining that you know this was too funny, you know, Thor's character was you know too goofy. It's like, well, that's what his character's developed into, trying to find the humor and things and you know just you know, living life the way he wants to, and yeah. uh, that was one thing that, like you said, I was connecting pretty well with that, and uh just seeing how far like I said how far Thor's come with his uh character development, I thought they did a pretty good job, especially now moving him into this next phase with him being a father and seeing where that takes him
0: absolutely i um I want, one, some of the criticism I've seen is that it's not the same Thor. And everyone's like saying that, um, Infinity War Thor is like peak Thor and like Infinity War is like God tier movie. So it's like hard to compare anything to yeah. Infinity War for one thing. Right. But, um, but also like the movie opens up with Star Lord telling Thor, like, you know, after thousands of years of living, you still don't really seem to know who the heck you are. And, and people are like, totally disregarding that like yeah he doesn't know who he is so he's he's, like he's figuring that out and he's gonna be a different kind of Thor but he wasn't like completely different you know he was like on you know was right there with like Ragnarok Thor and uh, Thor and Endgame Um, he's getting
2: you, you like factor in that he said yeah you're a thousand years old but then you think about everything that took place in the timeline of 10 years all the different things that happened between yeah. Asgard blowing up, uh, Thanos killing everyone, and Thor thinking that's his own fault, mm-hmm. you know, his character. Odin dying. So many different things in a short period of time. Yeah, a thousand years is a thousand years, but when he's been living the Thor life for 990 of them, and then in a 10-year period, everything that he knows just blew up. Yeah. It uh, kind of, you know... Changes who you are as a person, I would assume. Yeah,
0: I mean, they did a good job at recapping it with uh Korg's, yeah. um, little storytelling at the beginning. But you know, he lost uh his father, his mom, his home, Heimdall, uh, Loki like five times, <laughs> like, yeah. um, he lost he... his brother,
2: then he lost his brother again, yeah,
0: yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and and then like, and that guy, and that guy, and that guy, you know, all the. Uh, The Warriors 3 or whatever. Three, yeah. And like, you know, and it, it just goes to, I mean, it, it just shows that like he's been through so much and he um, you know, also got broken up with with Jane and I don't know, I just he's he's clearly going to be figuring out his own, you know, self and like his like journey and everything. So I think this movie did that really well. And, you know, he's kind of like having like an existential crisis pretty much of like, what is my purpose? I've been told this for so long that I should be X, Y, and Z. But then my mom just told me in a different timeline to do something
1: else. Like, you know, right? um, and I feel like he's also, you know, like always kind of had some sort of direction in his life, whether it be, you know, from Odin, then he joins the Avengers, you know, shield is sort of directing him, you know, where to go. Um, and then, obviously, you know, like with Thanos being the big, big threat, he's obviously driven to driven by revenge mostly. You know, like um, he he no longer has that. Now he's sort of just with a team, you know, with the Guardians, and he doesn't have, you know, a purpose. He's sort of just yeah. like he's sort of just floating out there in the ether right now, like kind of like you know probably thinking to himself, you know, I felt like I had purpose when I was with Jane. Um, yeah, And so, and I mean, it's, it's honestly like, it's a, it is, it's a tragedy. It's the, it's, it's, it's very comedic, but for somebody, for a character who we know have lost, has lost so much um, for his lost love to be reintroduced to him. Just to basically say, "Hey, by the way, I'm dying." <laughs> like yeah. it is, it's it's a tragedy, 100. Uh, and it, and, uh-huh, and Thor yeah. has become that tragic character. And Adrian, you made like a great point when we were talking about like our initial reactions. It, that that comedy is sort of what keeps him like you know like oh you know like I I can keep going um, like in uh, yeah. well, I mean they they relate it to what Infinity War, and that's when he says you know. Uh, you know, vengeance and anger. You know, great Revenge, motivators. Yeah, great motivators. Like it's that, it's that sort of humor that you know, sort of like keeps him. He's singing. laughing through it. Yes, you know? exactly, exactly. He's laughing through that pain and kind of, you know, I I don't know. It's if I guess I guess my big thing is that if anybody was expecting a a Thor who you know, knew all the right things to say, knew all the right things to do that Thor would be leading his people in Asgard. Whereas he, he gave that to Val. He he, he knew that she was supposed to be King because he knew he, that's not him. He knew that he's not, he's not there yet. He still had so many, you know, things to work out within himself that he's like, you know, I know I can't, I can't lead these people. Because I I don't even know where I'm going yet, so yeah, uh, it's it, he is. I I guarantee you, like once we end up getting eventually the end of Thor, people are gonna see that you know every piece, every every Thor movie, every movie he's in, you know, ultimately added to whatever sacrifice he he makes in the end, or however it yeah, goes out in the end. Yeah, um, yeah you know and and it might even be the case where he goes out again semi making a joke you know and yeah. that would that would lend to what that character has been oh, i'm getting misty yeah idea, like it, this. It, <laughs> you know it wouldn't it, it wouldn't make sense you know for him to just you know not go out that way um
0: yeah wow dude you just hit me in the feels that was good <laughs> um yeah no and like I think his character arc, like for the first two movies, he was like kind of like a typical, like exactly what you'd expect out of like a Thor character, just like Viking warrior, tough, mighty, arrogant. And then like, you know, he's been living his whole life in, in that world where he can go do whatever he wants. He's the God of thunder. He, you know, uh, he's like, incredibly powerful but very arrogant and then he kind of like learns his lesson and he like has to work with the team with the avengers and then we kind of get more character development um in the, the dark world but then really starting in uh when is it guess ragnarok and then leading into like infinity war endgame mm-hmm. like that's when he became he's up there with cap for me now Oh he's yeah. like my favorite avenger like i don't know his his character arc of like his mental health journey mm-hmm. his uh kind of existential crisis of figuring out his purpose in life has always been very appealing to me and very relatable so like i don't know this this thor i love and i love seeing him all goofy and just trying to get through the crap yeah
1: um well i think I I think, I think he was also written in such a great way in this, in in this movie, especially, because you think of, you know, what he's up against, he's up against, he's up against score and this idea that gods don't know what it's like to be the worshipers. They don't know, they don't, they don't know what it's like to live as mortals or anything like that. And for Him to go up for Gore to go up against a god who has seen so much loss, even in being a god, he has seen his family wiped out, his entire planet wiped out, the the people he loved leave him. He's experienced that loss, so to put him up against to put him up against an antagonist that their main reason why they hate the gods is because the gods. He believes they don't experience that loss. They think they'll. The, he yeah. thinks they'll just hop straight on over to the next, the next band of idiots that are going to worship them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to put, he needed to be written in this way to humanize him even more, to make to mortalize him a little bit more. He couldn't have come in and been like, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I. He couldn't act godly, because yeah. if he does, that just plays into the big problem that and it plays into why we all kind of um you know saw gore's point you know what i mean if 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 he had if he had acted almighty and you know like still talked about people praying to him and things like that or or anything like, we, like that
0: Like if he was thor from like the first two it, thor movies
1: exactly exactly yes it'd be like gore's right <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would it and and we wouldn't have gotten, you know, the the ending that, you know, we inevitably got it and you know um for him to show that side of him, the fact that he actually does care about loss, you know, that's really what and, and uh Adrian, we talked about that. I mean Spoilers for the ending, I'm sure you've probably watched the movie if you're watching, if you're listening to this, but if not, you should definitely see it. But, yeah, I totally forgot to give a spoiler warning. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, Adrian and I actually talked about this because the first time I came out of this movie, I didn't understand Gore's decision at the end at all. I was like, this guy who just went on just a killing spree of gods just to get, get revenge for his daughter... Or, you know, in some way, get his daughter back. He he hates gods for him to bring his daughter into the world and then put her in the hands of a God to basically protect her and raise her and everything like that. At first, like when I when I first came out, I was like, what a weird what a weird decision by him. Yeah. Um, but after, you know, well, after talking with, you know, Adrian and the group that we, that we saw it with, and then actually seeing it another time, Gore has a front row seat to him mourning and not even worrying about, you know, saving, saving all the other gods because this mortal woman is dying. He turns yeah. his back on him and he's like, dude, like, I don't care. I don't, you, you won good for you. I don't care. I'm going to spend my last minutes with her. So for Gore to really see that um and realize like this guy's not like the others Um, or he's not like mo- what I believe God's to be. So yeah. I, I think that really, that struck a chord. Once, once I kind of got that clarity on that, that definitely struck a chord with me and I, it added to how his journey Thor's journey throughout this entire movie.
0: I totally agree. You going over that scene just gave me chills. Like, yeah, <laughs> I guess. And he's like, don't, don't turn your back on me. And yeah. he's like, you won. I don't care. I'm going to hang out mm-hmm. with him until we die. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was really well done. I, I don't want to jump to the ending, but I will say yeah. the ending was phenomenal. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people on uh, social media doing like this or that, comparing Thor, Ragnarok, and Love and Thunder. I've
1: seen a couple of those, yeah.
0: And people, you know, it's like, which one had the better soundtrack? Which one had the better side character, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And everyone's saying the ending to Ragnarok was way better than this one. And I don't agree with that. Um, but we'll get to that. But, um, I, I loved kind of to go into gore and, and just the beginning of the movie. I loved that cold open of just mm-hmm. like, we, like, I, I figured we were going to get something like that of seeing how Gore became the God butcher. But like that scene was very, uh, it was like sad. (laughs) It was was heartbreaking to see him with his daughter and her die. Um, also something I found out after we saw it for the first time that the, his daughter, the actress is Chris Hemsworth's daughter. And then, and then when they're, when Korg is giving the recap, um, and you see like little thor running through the woods and then like teenage thor and then chris hemsworth the little thor is chris hemsworth's son
2: yeah i knew i knew um, that but yeah. i didn't know that the daughter was his daughter until after the movie
0: yeah yeah i didn't i didn't know any of that going into it for the first and, time so and then apparently cool.
1: apparently his third kid is like one of the asgardian children too like his whole oh, family is in it I was um, going to say, if the third kid wasn't in the movie, like he's going to go to <laughs> therapy like, someday for that. <laughs> like, no, this one's ugly. Keep him out. <laughs> oh, no. He will not be in there. No. <laughs> I
2: tell, I, he, I think it was either a tweet that he posted or on Instagram. I'm not sure what platform it was, but he showed like a picture of him from Dark World. Uh,
0: With her as like, a baby?
2: Yeah, when she's a baby, Aww. sitting on the ground. He's in a store. get-up, and then fast-forward to End of um Love and Thunder, he's with his daughter and she's grown up and actually in a movie with him.
0: It's That's so crazy. cool. That's yeah, it's crazy so cute. Like too. she's she's so cute and the fact that they get to act together and I'm assuming we're gonna see them together again. And yeah. like seeing her wield Stormbreaker was hilarious, but also really cool and she was a total badass at the end. Been and Hell
1: but... Demon <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> I loved that. But um But yeah, going to that, like that was a very serious scene. And it showed that like Taco could be serious Mm -hmm. if he wanted to be. So there's no reason why it's not like the goofiness throughout the rest of the movie was unintentional, you know. Right. Um but I like that I like go on, Kevin.
2: I was gonna say that's where Christian Bale comes into the picture with, you know, we have all this goofiness, but then anytime Christian Bale was in a scene, I was terrified myself of what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. next. And you I mean they pulled that scene, I mean, they somewhat, i uh, not paraphrased, but they kind of took the scene from the comics of when he becomes mm-hmm. the god butcher and tied it into the into a cinematic point of view. And as soon as that, uh, I forgot the god that didn't help him out. And I forget his name. You saw that click in his head from a frail man who was dying in the desert to Oh, uh, everyone's screwed now. Like all the gods are screwed now. Yeah. Now you have got the necromancer, and uh, you just saw how that started to corrupt him, also.
0: Yeah. The he, uh, he, he,
2: Christian Bale brought a serious tone to it, even when he was joking around with the kids, but it was like a scary Pennywise type.
0: Yeah. That's, that's type what I said, like too. Uh, Pennywise.
2: To it. But it was just like terrifying because, and that, you know, props to Christian Bale bringing that to the MCU.
0: Oh, he was great. He, uh, and when he, before he becomes, uh, the God Butcher and gets the Necro Sword and everything, that scene where he has like the fruit all over his mouth and he's like pleading to the God and he's really kind of creepy. You know, he what is. I mean? It's off putting. It, like, it's yes, like, that, yeah, I, that's the perfect word. I couldn't have, I couldn't have said it. Better. It super
1: is. And he's like got like a, almost like a, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like please, we have, we have suffered. He he's like speaking like 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 pleading, like like pleading like on the verge of tears. Right. Like it's right. really
0: off putting. It is and like but it was really well done. Like mm-hmm. I when I was sitting there, I was like, yeah. Oh, this I'm so glad we got Christian Bale
1: in the MCU for a movie. Like this is yes. so cool. Um and it and to open with a scene like that immediately again puts you like kind of like this guy's got a point. <laughs> like Yeah. I, Scott especially is an asshole. So God, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like he's, you know, I would have done the same thing, man. Like I lost my daughter, and then you're gonna, you have, you know, you have the audacity to just laugh in my face and basically just be like, oh, you know, you sacrifice yourself for me. So we'll find yeah.
2: more people to right. worship there.
1: Right, and
0: um, one thing I really liked is how they they really made it clear that the Necro Sword was corrupting him, and like it was like a virus and like taking over and like it'll eventually kill him. But also it's like really changing him, his personality and like his mm-hmm. motives and everything. Cause I can see people like picking this apart being like, well, he wouldn't just go on a rampage. Like, you know what I mean? Like it made it totally like, you're not questioning why he's just immediately going to kill every other God. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And so. Colin's point at the end where, you know, he kind of shifted when he saw Thor and Jane, he shifted. It also showed that you know the Necrosword Sword was destroyed. It wasn't mm-hmm. corrupting him anymore. He could actually humanize himself again and understand that what Thor's going through, you know, just because he's a god, he's going yes. through the same things that you know I went through. And yeah. it opens up because I mean, the Necro Sword is you know a symbiote. I don't know if they're going to link it to that or they they didn't touch on that. But
3: mm-hmm. the symbiote oh, yeah.
2: corrupted you know Peter Parker and it sort of had the same influences on him. So that, that was the one disappointment I had is they didn't tie it more to it being part of the symbiote type Get deal. Up. We got in the McGuire. T- yeah. Get Bully Maguire, <laughs> So
0: saw uh, emo,
1: emo hair. It's Toby. just like whispering, it's like, Kill all Eddie
3: Brocks,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of the whispering, I meant to bring that up. I love that. I love that. Uh, it was creepy, you can hear it like. It was almost like the Necrosaur calling to him because like, it had mm-hmm. just lost its current wielder mm-hmm. right when they killed that shiny guy at the beginning who looked really cool. I don't know who that was. He gave know?
2: a Harry Potter here in the Basilisk talking. In yeah.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, that was great. Um, and then just seeing him also, one thing I know, they intentionally went way far off from the comics on his look because, like, Voldemort, the no... Yeah, the no-nose mm-hmm. thing, they didn't want to be compared to Voldemort, um, which he would have looked a lot like Voldemort if they, like, didn't have... If he didn't have, like, a human face.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, like, if he looked, like, in, in the comic books. And then... Other than that, though, I mean, I I loved his look. I thought it was great. And, like...
1: Also... Also, like when we've 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 already said it, if you've got an actor like Christian Bale who emotes the way that he does, you don't want anything blocking that. Like, yeah, you, you could have the best CGI, you know, and you know they would, you know, it's Disney level CGI, but still, the way he's creepy enough. The way like, he is.
2: Is. The way he carried the Necro Sword, just dragging it. Same thing when he had uh, when you pick up Stormbreaker, he's yes. just dragging, dragging both things on the ground. It's oh yeah, like,
0: it's very menacing. It's kind of like
2: because he's dropping his like, guard. Um, Usually, when you have a weapon, you're holding it at a mm-hmm. like a ready stance. He's just like dragging it, like, "Oh, you can't do anything to me, so I'm just yeah. gonna drag this all powerful demon sword."
0: <laughs> it's kind of another like classic slasher thing, um, kind of like Michael Myers, like kind of walking around very nonchalant never running darth vader never running yep. always walking you know um no sense of urgency no really like guard up so yeah i thought that was cool um and i i really like that opening scene following you know we we get gore's like uh intro and then we go to thor with the guardians and i'm ha- I, I personally like i know some people were disappointed with how much the guardians were in it I thought it was perfect.
1: Yeah, I think um, so too. Yeah, they're getting their own movie. Like,
0: yeah, and this is a yeah. Thor movie. Like, yeah. yeah, I and I was questioning it going into this phase of like, all right, is this going to be pretty much like uh, Love and Thunder is going to be a, a Guardians movie as well, mm. and then Guardians Volume Three is going to be a Thor movie as well. You know, I I wasn't sure like what they're going to do with that, but I'm happy with the time we had with the Guardians. Yeah and they played their role and it showed that like they've been on these journeys uh with Thor but he still just like doesn't know what he's doing
3: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and I feel like I feel like it it was it was was just really funny first off we have that fantastic scene where he he pulls Stormbreaker out of out of the ground And then hops on it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's the scene. It's the jump. It's the jump off the ledge where he like sort of kicks his feet a little bit. Like Both times I was cracking. I was dying. And then he's like a dainty little witch jumping off. He's like, he flies by. He's like, hurry up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So
0: remember the, the second time we saw it? um we were we left the theater and i was like oh i uh there's a scene at the beginning that i totally wanted to bring up but now i can't remember what it was it was totally that, that, was that? <laughs> that we we didn't even touch on the first two times and he i love how he just rips it out there's like roots <laughs> on stormbreaker that are yeah. never addressed later
1: like i just love how goofy it is it and so funny it was oh, so God. funny. and i and i like the dynamic that like they kind of showed with him and the guardians where like you know, all of them are kind of like, all of them are kind of uh, you know putting up with him a little bit. Yeah. Like they're sort of like you know, you and when is he is how long is your brother staying with us? Yeah, like, <laughs> literally, literally, yeah. And and it's like you know he's super helpful in the battlefield, but like when he chooses to be, like, yeah. Like, and he still ends up kind of screwing up stuff. Like anyway, destroying that temple. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, they. I will say I wanted I wanted just a little bit of uh, of Batista Drax humor. And I feel like yeah. they didn't really give him much. But I also get that because it's like, you know, these are these are big Hollywood actors. Like if you don't have to pay them to say one meaningful line, don't do it. <laughs> I would have I would
0: have appreciated uh, some gore and Drax interactions. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, uh not Gore, um Korg and Drax. Oh, Gore yeah, yeah.
1: G- Gore would have been funny too cause just the way he speaks. Like I feel like, you know, like Drax just would take everything literally. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stuff like yeah, that. and then like Korg would be confused by Korg. him taking it literally. Like, I don't know. Korg was Korg was great in this movie. Korg was great. Yeah. When they're doing like the goat, uh he's like, "Oh, that's not it." And then like trying to do the 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 goat whistle and like <laughs> that's not it.
1: Anybody says you try, Mantis <laughs> just goes. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Oh nope, that's Which not Which is good. Yeah, no, I think yeah. we got a
2: good a good amount of Guardians in this because I think that whole like like entire scene was probably like ten minutes long, twelve mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. And I think it was a good portion of the Guardians, and you know they reintroduced you know Star Lord lost Gamora, but we know Gamora's out there, so it kind of was like a a stepping stone for Guardians three. Yeah, uh, Just like a little teaser, like reminding us what their next mission is basically is, you know, finding Gomorrah, possibly. And, you yeah. we know, we saw them fly off in Thor's ship, as he called
1: it. Uh,
2: <laughs> I love uh,
1: that. Really that
2: whole interaction was so good. <laughs> T- take care of my ship. You know, it's done me well in battle. And Starboard's <laughs> like, what are you talking about?
0: Yeah. Like, let let the crew down me. easy. They won't take this well. And then, like, yeah nebula was, walks
1: by <laughs> hurry up
0: but yeah <laughs> totally snaps at him um that was that was great um i i think i think steven our buddy steven made a good point about maybe when we we're looking through all the distress calls coming in on the ship um and that's when they decide to split up like maybe that's where guardians 3 starts
3: uh, yeah yeah no,
0: and so- they go off and maybe there's a time uh time jump like after that mission or mm-hmm. something i don't know or like whatever but it'd be i think that'd be cool i thought it was a good point Stephen brought up
1: i'm even i'm even wondering yeah. if like you know in in true guardians fashion they were like that was their way of getting rid of thor because like peter kind of like quill kind of oh, totally. makes like that face where he's just like you know maybe we should split up there's all there's an awful lot of these distress calls maybe we should split up i i i You know, it's like I could see them just, you know, doing whatever they want, (laughs) just like flying off and being like, thank God he's gone. I think that's another thing Steven brought up is like
0: when they, uh, when we, if we get to see that point of view and they leave, they're on the ship like, finally, like he's (laughs) gone. (laughs) And because, and they had like the goats on the ship and like, you know, Thor and Korg are not small beings either, they're taking up a good amount of room
1: so dude can we just talk about really quick i will we'll probably get to this when we're at um uh omnipotent city but chris Hemsworth, dude like how the fuck does he get bigger and bigger every single time i don't know but i will say
0: incredible to me whenever i need some motivation i'm like Chris Hemsworth. Just think it, about him, and I always like. Yeah. I'm like,
1: go to the gym. <laughs> this will, this will never be one of those movies where I like eat Taco Bell or something while watching it, because I'm gonna get to that scene and I'm gonna be like halfway walking. through a burrito and I'm gonna be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I was on Thursday, or yeah, on Thursday. I remember like sitting
0: there, like my big tub of popcorn, and I looked down at like my gut, and I was like, damn, <laughs> I was like. I'm going to go to the gym when I get home. Yeah.
3: I swear.
1: <laughs> I, oh, man. Oh but he my gosh. Dude, he, he, this, this is another thing where I'm, I'm honestly surprised this wasn't sort of the sunset of Thor, because like, he's said it multiple times, like, it's got to be hard as hard as hell to stay in that shape for this oh, role. Yeah. Like, it's got to be. I know that he's like, apparently working on like a, um, uh, what is it? A Hulk Hogan. Like biopic, yeah,, yeah, so like so he was he was obviously going to be in shape, but like, man, like how many more years can he do this? I don't even know how old he is now that we're like since- ever since uh Kevin brought up like that picture of him and his and his uh his daughter, like the difference between years, I'm like, how old is Chris Hemsworth because he's, is he, like forty one or forty two dude, unbelievable, he looks. He, he he looks. I'm not even kidding. Looks better and better every movie. Like it's wild.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I I think I mean he's like on some. I mean he's he's juicing for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would I would think so. Yeah. It's, they're all. That's. But like, still to like, even even with the help of you know like you know, pets and stuff like that or whatever they're using, like I, I don't just say for that him no. to have to like eat. The yeah, amount yeah. that he probably has to eat.
0: Oh my gosh, I saw a video of it, and he's eating six meals a day, over like forty five hundred calories. I'm like, Dang, this Dude. sounds pretty. This sounds
1: pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Geez. Until but, uh, like, until like you're on like your like third like, like chicken breast smoothie of the day, just to get mm-hmm. in like the protein and stuff. Like, yeah, born in nineteen. I drink those egg whites. So like, yeah, he's he's, he's forty, which hey man like yeah he he's he's just he's crazy like the minute that scene happened i i honestly kind of wish that they hadn't shown that in the in the trailers it was it was a funny bit but like dude the minute zeus flicks off that robe i was like god damn man he's shredded
0: and he's like he's not even like it's not just that he's like like zero body fat Mm -mm. but he is yoked yeah yeah just like strong as hell yeah um he has this workout program it's called center i think the center yeah
1: his his app or yeah i'm
0: i'm i'm gonna
1: i'm I'm gonna get a bow flex i'll commit i'm I'm gonna do it it. but also i mean this is a real wake-up call for me (laughs) to um not not you know putting Natalie Portman to shame. She looks freaking fantastic. She looks huge, so good. Jeez. I love her.
0: I'm gonna oh go my I'm, gonna,
2: I'm gonna go to the movie theater after we go. Like get you this. look at <laughs> her in uh, like the Star Wars movies and frail yeah. little senator Yeah. Character. And then in this one, and she was Thor. <laughs> she, seriously,
1: she, she was I, in- I like she,
2: we're jumping here, but you know, any time that she switched from the mighty Thor back to Jane Foster cancer patient. They did a really good job of changing how she looked, you yes. know, given to her that emaciated face and it mm-hmm. yeah. kind of made her look frail in the arms too. And then when she, you know, picked up Milner, she got jacked. <laughs> Seriously. Just yeah. It was huge.
0: very, it was very clear that like, well, one thing, like she was already going through it
3: mm-hmm. with her treatment,
0: everything. Um, and my my understanding was, like, when we see her uh, chemo at the beginning, that was pretty early on. Like, she had just been diagnosed, but it was stage four. Um, but she didn't look like she had, re- like, she was feeling the, uh, the side effects too, too bad yet. But then when, when we kept switching back, um, when she's not the mighty Thor, it was very clear that, you know, later on in the movie when they said like Mjolnir was like draining her energy, it was very oh, yeah. clear, you know?
2: Yeah. On and, a side note with that, did you guys get the impression, I know in the comics she had cancer when she became Mighty Thor and everything. I kind of took this when they said it was stage four, like it came out of nowhere. Do you think it was the ether that possibly gave her the cancer? That's a good point.
1: Like I, I like one
2: thing that came to mind is, you know, maybe that you know i totally you know cook. i was
1: i was wondering the same thing where it was like you know like almost like a um i i was wondering actually if it came from i don't know how i don't know how intimate they got but from maybe thor just like being around him like maybe just asgardian blood or you know like asgardian yeah. saliva or something like that like it could have been like a um watchman uh scenario with mr dr uh, dr manhattan where he's given all his love you know is his loved ones basically cancer just because of who he is you know and And i was wondering that same thing kevin
2: it probably would have had she probably would have gotten cancer sooner but it's assumed that i think she got snapped mm -hmm. so that's why when she was like talking to him like what's it been like three four years but in reality it's been eight nine years (laughs) because of the snap
0: Right. Yeah, that's one thing I was surprised they didn't clarify. Like they they did and they didn't, where like they had that little right when they see each other um moment. Um where like, you know, like what you just said, Kev's when they're they're having this like time discrepancy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Did she get blipped? Um which I think she did. Mm-hmm. But uh um so going back to what point did I well I don't want to jump around here but or skip to this, but her entrance as the mighty Thor was incredible. I like, yep. like Thor shows up to Asgard. Um, and like, you know, he's kicking some ass and all this stuff's going on. And then in the background, you just kind of hear like this cheering. You hear like Mjolnir, you see the lightning strikes coming on, but it's like, you don't see her. And I thought that was so, the way they did it was so cool. Um, and like, we all know it in the anticipations yeah. building and stuff. And I was like, Oh, here she is. Yeah. You know? And like, and also one thing I thought was super cool before this was how Mjolnir never got picked up off of that spot where Hella broke it.
1: Yeah. That they just like built around it. Like, like sort of so dug out. Sick. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like, what are they going to do? <laughs> like, yeah. And I, it.
0: I just hadn't thought about it. No. It's been no. sitting there since before Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy, but that is crazy to think about. Oh, that was cool, and i I loved, I loved like that whole scene of like her going yeah. to New Asgard, also seeing all of New Asgard. Like,
1: yeah, it was ridiculous.
0: <laughs> like the Infinity Cones, <laughs> and, like, yeah,
1: in like in yeah.
0: in our world, that'd be like making an ice cream shop to a mass genesis, like a mass Literally, murderer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's so Taika where he's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah.
1: When well, like, also, like for um, for uh, uh, the mighty Thor's uh, first appearance for her introduction, Mjolnir's introduction was freaking awesome with that huge shadow beast like running at him, it literally just goes straight through him and just like rips yes. him in half, and you're like, and like, slow mo, <laughs> like, it's then, so badass. I don't remember if it was
0: this battle or on, uh, in the shadow realm, but, uh, mighty Thor like sends all the, like the pieces of Mjolnir and they scatter out and then she goes up to another beast and puts the handle underneath the, um, shadow monsters. chin, And then, so when all the pieces come back to Mjolnir, they just run right through the monster. And I was like, Whoa, so
1: cool. The way, yeah. that, and
0: I love how they quickly established like Valkyrie's, like, well, she's really good at the superhero stuff, but not very good at like the catchphrases and stuff, you know? So she was, yeah. it was clear that like she got all of Thor's abilities right away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they like didn't just like toss in that ability and just be like, oh, yeah, this is what it does. It like, like, you know, that they put some, you know, choreography behind it where yeah. even, even how they destroy the Necro Sword, like, if oh, Mjolnir yeah. wasn't able to do that you know how would they have done that you know like because it would have rebuilt itself so like yeah. I'm glad that they they actually went places with you know like it wasn't just oh here's a new power they actually yeah. did stuff with it yeah so that yeah, that was really cool
0: I think so too I think mm. it was I think it was really cool um, everything with with the Mighty Thor was I think perfectly done mm-hmm. Um like her look. Think,
1: what do we think about um uh everything with Thor and the kids would you would you guys think about all that? So I'll say as was I
2: was getting a little scared. I was having yeah. ice cream uh pizza <laughs> oh God, more kids what are they going to do with this but i yeah. I, really, I didn't mind that jumping <laughs> towards the end when you know he granted them some of his powers and things like that. I didn't really mind that at all. I thought that was a pretty that was pretty fun yeah and it definitely made me forget all things ice cream and <laughs>
0: thank god yeah i i thought i thought it was a really cool way for them to communicate with heimdall's son uh astrid and then
2: no it's axel remember it's, now. Yeah.
0: it's <laughs> a he's a singer of a band opposed to have on my wall <laughs> Um, I love how much Guns N' Roses was in this, like obnoxiously. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, oh,
2: I've been listening to the soundtrack when I'm working. Oh out yeah, yeah.
0: I've been switching between uh, this like Love and Thunder music, Stranger Things music, mm-hmm. and then Big Booty mixes on Spotify. And mm-hmm. Those, if you, oh, I sent you one. You sent it on. to me. <laughs> those are great running workout it mixes. Really good.
3: Yeah,
0: fantastic. Um, anyways, uh, but yeah uh i thought that was really cool but uh like the way they uh communicated but then so if if thor granting all the kids the powers had been the actual like climax of the movie um i wouldn't have liked it but because that was just like something that happened and then the battle was going on and then the Mm -hmm. actual climax happened it worked really well. It worked yeah. really well with the way they did it. But if it had, if all the weight had been put on that scene, I would have. I don't think I would have been too thrilled. I'd be a little. Yeah, bit more they, they balanced
2: it because it's like you know they got to deal with Gore. How are they going to handle all the shadow beasts, shadow mm-hmm. kings, or whatever? So they kind of just yeah. you know made it a way to get the shadow beasts or whatever they're called away from the the main fight of them trying to stop Gore from getting to eternity. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just the Little comments he was making, trying to convince the kids they need to fight, and then it's like, all right, they're coming. All right, they're they're going to be here soon with the beast in the background getting closer. It's like, all right, guys, we got to figure it out. Are you guys going to help? Yeah,
1: Yeah. it is like that is though, like what you would say to kids though, like that that didn't understand, like you know, guys, like (laughs) you know, like they're on their way, they're getting closer. Like hurry up, this needs to be quick. I also like the, um, you know. If they be worthy, you know, for a limited time. <laughs> for a limited yeah. time only. <laughs> been, yeah. Was... I I I will say one thing. Um, I I totally agree with you, Adrian, that like if that had been the climax, I yeah, I kind of would have been like, that could have been better. Visually, I wish it was still the white lightning, white and blue oh. lightning, as opposed to the gold lightning. I think that would have just looked eight. A- it would have looked really, really cool. It I feel like it would just visually would have looked better, especially like coming out of like the with all of the kids with their eyes like that. I think that would be really yeah. cool. But now that I actually say it, it might be a little too close to the ending of Ragnarok, where his and, eyes light up and it's just like, Oh, well, you know, we're doing this spiel again. So like And maybe I thought it was, was good they changed it. Yeah.
0: That was cool that one one quick thing. Um I like since Ragnarok since he had that revelation that like Mjolnir is not the source of his power, it's a way to conduct like it's the way he channels his mm-hmm. powers.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We've really seen him use that with like Stormbreaker and now Zeus's uh what does he call it? Thunderbolt Thunderbolt. He's like yeah. it's can I use your It's, like, it's
1: called Thunderbolt. <laughs> Russell maybe if you want to use somebody else's uh, weapon, you maybe learn you, you, the name you, you, first. <laughs> yeah, He's such an
0: asshole. I loved, I loved everything about Russell Crowe being uh, Zeus, but um, you were not invited to the orgy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He's like, if you keep this up, you will not be invited to the orgy. Like, <laughs> I, I was cracking up. Um, but um, so. Going back to that point, um, they I think they used gold because that he was using the Thunderbolt. Yeah.
1: To yeah. conduct it. So like I thought yeah, they were I doing- I
0: I understand why it was gold. You right. Know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I definitely I, I I got that. I think I think it was just more so like while I was watching it, I was just like, if they could have somehow, you know, made the and and it wouldn't have made sense in the situation yeah. he was in since he did have Thunderbolt. <laughs> Which also dope. I I loved the um, animation of the Thunderbolt version of the Bifrost, where like it all surrounds him and then oh, he just yeah. disappears in like light. That was that was, that super was cool. really cool.
0: Um, it was very like it was very like Greek mythology. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It reminds it remind me of like Hermes going flying around. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was cool. Um, as far as like visually at the end with that part, um, I like how, when the, the lightning was like going from Thor to the kids, it like became like the tree of life and everything. I didn't
1: um, notice that. Dang. It, I'll have to look for that.
0: It just like looked like yeah. a tree with you know, big, uh, Norse mythology thing. Yeah. Um, but I uh, that was cool visually. This, I mean, this movie was incredible visually. Yeah. I like when they go to the shadow realm and stuff. Um,
1: All I could think of is Yu oh The minute they said, "Yeah, Shadow." Rome, it says Shadow uh, Rome, yeah. It was, yeah, Okay. I was like, "Dang it!" <laughs> it was like yeah, <laughs> I
0: was. Yeah, I I was thinking that um, as well. Um, but uh, let's talk about well. First, we had like that battle at mm-hmm. New Asgard. I thought that was great. Um,
3: steals the kids. Oh yeah, sorry.
0: No, you're good. Um, yeah, he still has the kids. One thing about Core that I really like is like he has so many different looks where like from afar his face is like this skeleton and then his eyes are really popping out. And he kinda he's like this like kind of ghoulish skeleton mm-hmm. looking guy.
1: Oh, and his hood on. It's creepy. It's so
0: creepy. It was Dude, so cool. Looked,
1: I, I think I said this um after one of our viewings, but um he looked, he reminded me of uh from The Conjuring, the Nun. Like his face yeah. like with the eyes like the bright oh, yellow eyes and yeah. the white face like he was terrifying
0: yeah they did a they did such a good job with his costume i I really liked everything about him mm-hmm. um and just like his color like the the color of his skin like that like really like uh flat white, and then he yeah. has like the black features and like the like he had like tattoos or something. I think we're like religious tattoos and then
1: they're all like scratched Carden out. I was apparently, like, That's... apparently they cut that scene where he actually oh. is cut, is using the necro sword and cutting out his, his tattoos because, you know, for obvious reason they wanted to, yeah. keep the, they thought that was a bit too much, yeah. but it, that would have been, I, I would have loved if they kept that in just because yeah. like, you know, we didn't get enough gore. I love this movie. We didn't get enough of them, and and that's a that's that's a yeah. good complaint to have. Like like if you you're sitting here you know, wanting more, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah.
0: totally agree. Um, but yeah, so he takes the kids. They go off, and then they have to go to um um Nip- 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 Nip City. It always trips me up. It's I so can't
3: hard say to way. say. Um,
0: well,
2: you, oh. you missed out on a on a good thing that happened throughout the entire movie is the um the tension. Between Mjolnir and yes. S- Oh my God, oh, oh,
1: yes! I, 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 during this <laughs>
0: these scenes, I was cracking up so much. Like, like he's sitting in the city hall, and like he's like, "Come here, come to Daddy!" <laughs> like, trying to I get Mjolnir? And then just like, all, like coming like from behind him is uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> just out and, of the frame. And it's
2: Milner's just sitting there and he's talking to it like hey how are you doing like
0: yeah
1: you moved on fast
0: <laughs> and then like the the camera like kind of pans a little bit to the right and um Stormbreaker's just sitting there and it's like it's I think Colin you said this it's like very much like that uh, meme from the office when Dwight is just standing there and then Angela just appears behind him and he's like oh fuck <laughs> It's just like stalking him yeah and like jealous and like concerned like oh my gosh
2: and when Stormbreaker wouldn't work for him it gave it gave me uh Ron Wheatley Broken Wand vibes where uh, yeah it wasn't working and then he's trying to summon the Bifrost with it and Stormbreaker's not having it. He doesn't want to listen to him.
0: Oh my gosh. And like that scene is so funny when he takes
2: off from the city hall and
0: goes right through the roof and Valkyrie's like what the hell and like and then you just see him crashing into the, the like, arch. And he's like, Stormer, what are you doing? What's yeah, going on with me. you?
1: <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then he, he said, like, he said, where was he going? Like, it, trying to use the Bifrost for it. He was trying to, like, look for them somewhere. He was right?
2: going to go save the children. Save whatever. the children.
1: Shadow realm. Okay, yeah. Because, like, cause for some reason, like, I thought he came back in after all of them had just seen what happened and said like they weren't there or like something like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like we clearly saw that you didn't get there
0: (laughs) it was just his the the personality that they gave stormbreaker and mjolnir really but mainly stormbreaker was just like he was an added character like literally like in my notes for this episode i had like a list of characters and stormbreaker was on there
2: because like, <laughs> like they didn't even it, it was almost as if they didn't even give mjolnir like a type of character it was just thor talking to an, an inanimate object yeah. but then the yeah. stormbreaker personality of like you know being jealous and like what's, what's going on here it's like oh hey stormbreaker i'm just here talking. <laughs> yeah <to Northern.">
0: mjolnir is <laughs> like in that meme of, like, the guy walking with his girlfriend but checking out the other girl. (laughs) And, like, Mjolnir is just, like, a bystander, like, has nothing to do with this. And then, like, Stormbreaker and Thor like, the two main characters. And, you know, like, Stormbreaker's getting jealous of Thor. Like, it's so funny because it's, like, this, like, kind of trope on, like, the single guy who just, like, (laughs) hangs out with, like... He's like, well, I have my dog. And, like, that's, like, his relationship and everything. Um... It's hitting way too close to home. But <laughs> but uh but yeah, um I don't know. It's it's just funny, like that's his like bickering that he has and that's his relationship that like he experiences every day. I don't know. That everything about what they did with Stormbreaker was so funny.
1: And I think it was so important that they established that like these weapons sort of like are listening and like have these sort of like, you know, like portray their emotions in, in like different ways and stuff because yeah because of you know like ultimately the reason why Jane's able to even pick up Mjolnir like the fact that like in passing which which I thought that that whole montage of their dating life was fantastic I, I yeah. loved it. it made you it made you like laugh it made you cry, you know, like it made you like upset. Had all the emotions. And yeah. then, like, the fact that, the fact that, like, in passing, you know, like after, you know, like he was probably like, he's probably like a little like tipsy or something like that. He's like, he's like, Mjolnir, you know, like, like talking, talking to Mjolnir, like he would a best buddy about the girl that he loves and is basically just like, you know, just, you know, promise you'll always protect her and stuff like that. And just by saying that, he didn't have to say, you know, if she be worthy, you know, I grant her the power. She didn't have to say that he had that established relationship with Mjolnir where it knew what he was talking about. It was like, yeah, I they, always got to look after this woman. And I get that. Yeah. The I, way that they, was so cool.
0: I I I was, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I mm-hmm. totally forgot to mention that, but, uh, or mention what I'm about to say is the way that they did, um,
2: they basically gave like, her yeah. how they made Mighty Thor.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was, yeah. you don't question it. Like it, it made so much sense that why Mjolnir was calling to her in her time of need. You know, mm-hmm. like I yes. really, really like that. Kev, do you know if that's how it is um, in the comics? I haven't read any I, Mighty Thor comics.
2: No, I think in the uh, in the comic. I think it's mainly, you know, she's worthy to be Thor. I think that's what it was. Because, again, she had cancer in the comic. And then uh, she was able to, I forget the context, but I don't think it was in that sense where, you know, at some point Thor's like, there's another enchantment on Mjolnir to where she's specifically able to hold it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was just another, you know, she was worthy. She held the hammer type deal.
0: Okay, cool. I'm literally gonna order Mighty Thor comics right now. Um, I'm on Amazon, uh, but uh, <laughs> that was yeah, that was that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up, Colin. Um, and it it it, I like that. All this time we've had like Thor mourning the loss of his hammer. Where like I get that. Like, let's say you're a musician and you lose your guitar that you've been playing with your entire career. Like that's very emotional. Good. Um, it's kind of that that's how I was looking at it but now we know that like Mjolnir has a personality and mm-hmm. Mjolnir is like a friend to him so that added weight to it I thought was was really cool um, and just like I thought it was special to see like how deep that relationship went with with Mjolnir.
1: the hammer used to pull uh, him off the ground the, the hammer pulled you off yeah. oh my god oh my god <laughs> the hemel- pulled you off <laughs> I was just gonna bring
0: that up. Of- <laughs> that cracks me up. Um. Uh. But yep. So then they go to um, um City. Got a really Pops- space
1: opposite sound. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um Nip-a-tin- City. Um. So they go there, and one thing I thought was so cool and funny at times, but it was the wide range of gods that they had and i remember i've seen like a lot of videos of like um like people from new zealand being so like emotional about getting representation like their gods there yeah and awesome. like you know I mean, other... they, had,
2: they had like everybody they had yeah. the black panther god they had yeah uh the aztecs mm-hmm. um
1: egyptians
2: yeah they i mean he even mentioned dragons
1: like, from
0: Chinese he, he mythology. He dropped,
2: mm-hmm. dropped, oh, we'll go to Omnipotent City, and you know, we'll enlist uh, you know, all the other gods like Ra. Like he dropped Ra. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, know him from Moon Knight, and but I don't think Thor knows. I don't know when in the timeline Moon Knight happens, but you know, we know what happened with the Egyptian gods. Yeah. But so yeah, it was it was cool seeing the wide spectrum of real gods, and then you know I forgot what that anime. uh wow. Yeah, Bow. A bow bun. <laughs> made me laugh. Like, oh look, there's the god of the
1: bow, um, and that that one little dude with just, the feet on his head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's like he but, like really wanted to like learn where the orgy was going to be held. He like he like needed to know.
2: Wait, <laughs> you, you had you had brought up uh, Russell Crowe, and I'm seeing lots of praise for Russell Crowe instead of him just being Zeus with a British accent. He yeah. went with the Greek accent, and yeah. I read that they did the scene normally with him speaking British and then they would do a scene with him speaking with a Greek accent and seeing lots of praise from, you know, Greek people saying, Hey, we appreciate that. You know, this is our history. Yeah. With a Greek accent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well like a lot of movies, but like right now I'm rewatching a bunch of old Disney. So I'm seeing that like all the, like, 60s 70s Disney movies if you're not in the United States you have a British accent it's either you know right. or if you you might have like a Russian accent here or there or unfortunately a lot of really bad other accents but it's like generally if you're like um in France I believe which one was in France um uh, but it's Lady all like
1: Tramp. yeah is that in France
0: uh, that's what I was just gonna say but I'm questioning it now um if i looked at the list i would yeah. be able to pull it out but like you know it's just mm-hmm. none of the accents are there so it's cool to see yeah them adding those accents um we
1: also so, got the uh oh sorry sorry go ahead david sorry. no you got it i was just gonna say we also got the cronin god
0: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah and he has he's sitting on a throne <laughs> Did you of scissors see?
1: yeah this scissors which is another thing that i didn't see the first time around that's hilarious yeah. So what, funny.
2: what sort of threw me off and I don't know if it was just him throwing them in there but jumping the scene where they escape and everything. I guess they were in the trailer or like the uh, just advertisement but the celestials that were,
3: were yeah. there, I
2: didn't know if they were like subservient celestials because we know from Eternals they're a little bit bigger and grander scale so it was kind of weird to see just two random celestials chilling in an omnipotent city.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, I wonder, and, and I wonder if like maybe it links to the Eternals where, you know, they heard about another celestial, you know, what happened to that celestial before it was able to, what is it? Emerge or like hatch or anything like that. So they went to maybe, you know, op city to kind of just like, be safe for a little bit because they didn't know what was happening. Maybe they were yeah. like taking refuge there or something like that. But yeah, they could. They did look smaller, but I I don't know what the scale was. You know, like of,
0: and they could you know. just generally range because mm-hmm. like is Galactus considered a celestial in the well? We don't know if he is. In we don't know,
1: either. right?
0: But do you know if he is considered a celestial generally? Like in no, okay,
2: now he's his own.
0: So if he become if he is considered a celestial which they might do um Mm -hmm. in the mcu like he's typically like way bigger so well he's
2: able to scale himself uh he's able to you know you know change the size and everything he's able to you know shrink down or get to the size of where he's actually like chomping down on planets
0: yeah and so not to go down too big of a rabbit hole, but one of the biggest criticisms I've seen of the of phase four is that they're not setting anything up and nothing's, you know, there, there's no like clear setup for a team up later. And one thing that annoys me is like, all because Nick Fury isn't in every um, uh, post credit scene doesn't mean that things aren't being consistent. and They're not, right. you know, threading this needle through all the movies. Like, one thing that i've seen is like we're 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 clearly being uh being shown like what celestials are and they're becoming part of our like normal mcu day-to-day you know Mm -hmm. things like that things like different mythologies different gods all that is also becoming just part of like you know our our usual conversations within the mcu without us even realizing it so they're building something up with celestials and gods and the cosmic stuff and all that so i don't know i'm i'm excited to see where they're going with it but there's definitely a lot of setup happening
1: yeah yeah
0: but um that whole scene was funny though when they're when zeus comes up and they're like you know talking about God orgy and like all this stuff, and there was so much emphasis on that. And he's like, Okay, you're not invited. And it was like, you know, <laughs> he was saying it as if it was like the worst thing possible, like not to be invited to the God orgy. Um, and then I don't know, their battle was cool. And when Korg got hit by lightning bolt,
2: I'm like, I gotta tell you, there were a lot of teases in this movie of people dying, and it was, yeah, scary. I thought Korg was actually dead, but then you know, me too, he there. And then later down the line when Valkyrie gets stabbed, I'm like, oh, God, is she dead now?
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was seeing a lot of criticism of, like, Valkyrie's character wasn't really fully developed. And I was like, yeah, but, like, Thor's was. And we had I, a good... I didn't,
2: see, I didn't understand the criticism of her because I think she played her role pretty well. She's the side character to... The side character of Mighty Thor, who's now supposed to be in line with the regular Thor, but yeah. she played like she did. She played like a Korg role where she was like the sidekick, but then she also had her moments of, you know, being a badass mm-hmm. in like that fight scene in Om- Omnipotent City, and then at the ending, and you know, yeah. we saw how bet- she hates. She, we saw how she hates the political side of being king of Asgard, and. I didn't. I don't understand the criticism of her character in this.
0: I don't either. I thought exactly what you said. I thought her role was exactly what it should have been. Um, I would love to see them flesh out her character more. Mm-hmm. In if she like in another movie or a series or whatever. Um, everyone also is like, not every character needs a series. I'm like, stop complaining about. Getting content about this getting is like, stuff, yeah. Like that's the, that's the thing about like Phase Four now is like I think they're looking at it a lot, like like comic book lines. I might have said this on the show before, where like you can read one comic book line, mm-hmm. volumes one to whatever, and that's its own story. And then you know at some point there's gonna be a team up, and then if you have read all of the other, you know, series leading up to that, it's gonna be a big payoff for you. Yeah. If you haven't, the team up's still going to be badass and it's going to be cool. But there's so many different things going on. Everyone's like, "Oh, saturating the market. Like this isn't special anymore." I'm like, "Do you have you ever do you, do you, did you ever read comics? Do you know how this works? Like, they have I mean, the ability kidding. to do." That. And I'm like being very pretentious by saying that. But like, you know, they people are just complaining about comic book movies being too fun and getting too many comic book movies. I'm like. <laughs> Just please stop complaining about this. Like this is dreaming mean, true. Getting, is-
2: I think people are confused. Like, why are we getting an Echo TV show? But now that we know Echo is going to bring in Daredevil and bring back Kinpin and just be yeah. another on the ground, like the, uh, like the human version of the MCU when, you know, we've been traveling the multiverse and God's fighting each other. Now we're back to, you know, just normal people that happen to have abilities mm-hmm doing normal people things
0: yeah i saw i saw this thing someone was splitting up the mcu based on that it was like timeline cosmic and street level mm. and then so like with like timeline you have like no way home dr Str- dr strange um loki what else loki wandavision would be cosmic yeah, yeah. um Eternals would be cosmic. But like, and then like street level, you got like Falcon the Winter Soldier, Shang-Chi, Hawkeye, I guess Moon Knight too. Well,
2: Shang-Chi is, I think, more so cosmic, especially oh, with yeah. the post credits and that, and then how it links to the end of Miss Marvel. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm, I, whenever I remember that that post credit scene happened in Shang-Chi, I get so excited. Like, I know. Yeah. I like, don't know what he's
1: doing. I just want to know what he's doing. I love that movie. <laughs> love, yeah.
0: I know that was that was a great that was a great movie. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that one day. <laughs> Maybe do a little rewatch and yeah. talk about it on the show. But, but I think um, the,
2: the entire scene in Omnipotent City with how Zeus is treating the situation is sort of like Colin was saying. It strengthens Gore's argument to why, like, yeah, this is you know legitimate reason why he's going around killing these guys because they just don't care they're mm-hmm. not self-aware of seeing what's good what like people suffering all this that and the third and then how zeus acts you know thor's kind of seeing you know this is probably why gore's going around killing everybody
0: <laughs> yeah and yeah like zeus even levels with him he's like hey look i am scared
3: mm-hmm. this
0: is bad <laughs> But we're safe here, and you're safe here, and you say, "Have some wine, have some grape, have some grape." <laughs> like, yeah. uh, but like, I was like, "That sounds like grape overload right there." But, um, but, uh, I love that. Oh man, the more I think about how good Russell Crowe was, the more I just I appreciate it so much. It was, and we're gonna
2: get more of them. So, yep.
0: yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to jump to that, but I will. Okay, so I'd seen. I had seen this leak that. Um, eventually that actor, I don't know his name, but he's in Ted Lasso, um, plays Roy Kent. And like, I, I got into Ted Lasso last year and I binged all of it and I've probably watched it like six times since then. Cause it's just such a comforting show. And so to see, uh, that actor, I'm looking up his name right now, but yeah, Roy I, didn't, Kent,
2: I didn't know who he was. So I looked him up and saw he was in Ted Lasso. I still, had, I still need to watch that show. Um, I, I was wondering do- when, they showed, when they did the pan up. I'm like, all right, who's going to be Hercules? I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but I mean, I'm sure he'll do a fine job.
1: He looks good Brett, too.
0: Yeah, Brett Goldstein. Yeah, he. I mean, he has like that, like really dark hair. Yep. Um, perfect for like an actual like. Green. It's like curly Hercules. a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I saw, I saw a TikTok. Um, so no idea if there's any source at all but apparently like Tyka when they were uh, when they were talking uh, when him and uh, Kevin Feige were talking about you know who he wanted to play Hercules Tyka initially put out um, Henry Cavill's name to play Hercules oh god which oh my god would have been awesome yeah i imagine I, imagine I, I love, uh Henry I, I, you no, 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 do... no, no, no. Go ahead. I'm. I'm just gonna say I love Henry Cavill, but I really do think this casting—he looks the part a little bit more than I think Henry would would uh, have. You well, know now you I mean? just
2: disappointed me because now I want to see Henry Cavill. That's I like know. that's,
1: that's, that's like the, how I felt. <laughs> it's
2: like in professional wrestling, when someone jumps from one company to another, that's like all right, who's going to be Hercules? It pans up, a tenure Cavill. It's like, he
1: changed teams. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, they did you dirty over at DC, so <laughs> come on he over. Would...
0: You know? <laughs> well, I've seen a lot of fan casting of putting him as Dr. Doom. And oh, I would...
1: Man, I, a bad I would. bad guy.
0: I would, that's what I want. I, I want him it. to be a bad guy in the I MCU. I think that would make so much more sense where like we've had people from DC come over and they go from a good guy to a bad guy, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, like it. I, I think it lets me dissociate from their character in DC yeah. more when they're not just another hero, right? But what the one thing I was gonna say was like that scene when he is in Man of Steel, when he's like fishing on the fishing boat, and you see him with a beard and You're he has right. like crazy oh, chest hair. That's what I was a good like, point. I was like that good is point. like. He would be such a good Hercules Damn. with that look alone. Well, um, I wonder what I like, kind
1: of Greek accent he could do. Yeah, I don't and know it about this current like, one. Yeah, yeah.
0: sound like his name is Brian Goldstein, Brett Goldstein, Brett, Brett, Goldstein. Brett. Brett, Goldstein. Brett. Brett
1: Goldstein.
0: Um He he sounded like he had a good accent. Yeah, for, you know those two words he said. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see where that goes like how they're going to incorporate Hercules in a little bit more mm-hmm. in what, what projects, you know, is he going to come in are they going to announce like, I don't know. That's it. That's the, like, what where do you guys see Zeus and Hercules coming in? Is this going to be like a long payoff, like three or four years down the line or do you see them coming in sooner?
2: It'll probably be three, four years down the line. Cause I mean, Hercules, we know is a hero, so they'll, they'll fight, they'll, it'll be like civil war in a sense where they'll have their fighting scenes against each other. And then, or no, not so much like that. You guys see the new Sonic, Sonic hedgehog movie, the second
1: one, <laughs> no, we didn't, no, but we wanted to, so those I wanted
2: actually, to. <laughs> it's on Paramount Plus And it's a, it's a fun movie. I, I watched both of them back to back, but you know, Knuckles starts off as a bad guy and then teams up with Sonic at the end.
1: Hercules we, and her yeah. are going to
2: fight. And then they're going to team up to fight whatever villain is going to be the
1: villain. I could definitely see see that, that, especially because like, you know, like they, I I feel like Thor will definitely be able to kind of reach Hercules in that it's like, you know, yeah. You know, my dad was Odin. He was the head of our gods. You know, he was the head, head honcho as as far as I knew, I know what comes with being his son. I know what sort of comes with being his successor. Um, So I know it's going to be very much like, I feel like it's going to be like Thor from Thor one against our current Thor, where it's going to be like, you know, like he's, he's like, you know, I'm doing what my father's asking me to do because it's what's right. uh, What I think is right. And this is what I'm used for. I'm, I'm a soldier, you know, you know, like, I'm
0: I'm getting a buzz light here in Toy story two vibes. Yeah. <laughs> when he gets the uh, Toy Store buzz light, who's <laughs> thinking he's still a space ranger. Yeah. That's exactly what it's going to be like.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, but, that's actually in, in an interview. That's what they said. <laughs> they were like, hey, you know that part of toy, uh, Story <laughs> toy Story 2. We're going for Toy Story 2. But
0: yeah, I'm excited to see all of that. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think it's going to be like a longer payoff. We're like, if you think back to, uh phase 2 postcard scenes they didn't a lot of them didn't pay off for quite a while and a lot of them were like yeah what's yeah right and you kind yeah. of forget about them and then they come back around and they all make sense by end game mm-hmm. um again everyone shut the hell up and Just be a little bit more patience. patient yeah god it's like it, it annoys me way more like i've like gotten pretty good just like not letting stupid things like that annoy me and like just being like i'm gonna stay in my lane and enjoy this this yeah. the reaction this movie has gotten like people are like this is a bad movie i'm like okay you need to learn the difference between you not liking something and something being bad like yeah. movies are subjective like okay there's there are clearly movies that are terrible
1: Catwoman. Yeah, but, like, there's <laughs> probably someone out there who loves Catwoman. Who loves Catwoman, and, and good for you, and I'm glad you have that. I'm glad that like, was- I have
2: People, I think people are just spoiled from what we got in the Infinity Saga of, as soon as we knew what it was building towards, people, all right, this is, like, the end point, how are we getting there? Mm-hmm. I think people want, all right, what's the end point, how are we going to get there? Because in each of the post-credit scenes in, like, phase two, you know, we got, uh, Warriors 3 bringing the Ether to the Collector and it's like, oh, yeah. you know, the Collector's trying to get the stones for whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, end of Winter Soldier, we saw Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Oh, the, we're bringing these characters into it now. Uh, I think people are just spoiled with how Infinity War got set up and now we're just in a a cosmos of all right, what are we building towards? People want to know the answer without having to go through the ride of enjoying the stories and everything yeah. like yeah i yeah. want to know how this is going to pay off but i kind of like not knowing because then it's like i'm not spoiling it for myself
1: it's like skipping to the final but, chapter of a book it's like what? Yeah. what's the point that is why I like
0: <laughs> i like wake up from nightmares of stuff like that like i hate spoilers i i like the anticipation i like being in this position of like they know. they just yeah they just did 10 years 11 years and the, with the biggest payoff Endgame is still probably like one of my favorite movies ever because of that payoff, you know, and it's a wonderful, beautifully done movie. Mm-hmm. God tier movie with then infinity war. But like they just showed all of us that like they can plan things out really, really well, have all these different directors doing their own takes on all these movies, but then it all comes together very smoothly. And I think everyone just needs to shut up and stop thinking that they're smarter than Kevin Feige and yeah. Louis Desposito and all, you know, those executive producers who are threading the needle through the MCU right now.
2: But it's like, we know what it's building towards. Cause we got the ending of Loki with Kane. Mm-hmm. It's like, we know Kane's coming. Yeah. We know how much influence he's had on the MCU without us knowing. So, and yeah. now that like, and now that the, uh, who he remain he who remains or whatever uh is gone. Yeah. No there's no TVA anymore stopping things from happening. So yeah. we, that's why know. of madness was able to happen. That's why Spider-Man was able to happen. That's why probably Thor was able to happen. Mm-hmm. Like all this yeah. stuff's happening this- because Kane the Conqueror is in charge now.
0: Yeah, and we know we have yeah, that you know, Kane coming up. We we know we have like probably like a uh, was it Convergence at some point it's going to yeah. happen and you know Secret Wars where they have you know this giant battle uh, or not Secret Wars what am I thinking of no I think of Secret Wars
1: yeah yeah Secret Wars and
2: then um, how's Mor- how's Morbius going to get oh in- uh, we need Morbin time <laughs>
0: it's Morbin time um, <laughs> but then we know we have the Fantastic Four at the end of Phase 4
1: mm-hmm. which is
0: going to probably bring in Doctor Doom And I wouldn't... So I think, like, Dr. Doom has always been, like... I don't think I've ever looked at him as, like, a Thanos-level villain. Um,
2: But he's able to be that sort of villain. Yeah.
0: I think they... I think... I would love to see them take him up a notch. And I know in, like, comic book lines, he's been that big of a villain. And in the uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes video game, he was a pretty big Mm -hmm. villain. But uh, I would love to see him being an orchestrator of all the other baddies in the MCU. Um, also, we we know we're going to have, like, Celestial stuff, you know, at the end of The Eternals, and mm-hmm. we have uh, Star Fox, and you know, the best dude ever, Harry Styles, playing him. <laughs> so, I'm, like, I'm very excited to see where that goes, and, like, I have full faith that it's going to work out. Like, they, they knew the expectations were so high after Endgame. Like, they planned this out. Yeah, none none of this.
2: They hit the reset button. It's like, all right, how are we going to get to from point A to point B? And we have all these movies in between. How are we going to build towards it? And they have a plan. Like Mm -hmm. we don't know a plan. Yeah. Should we assume and then be disappointed? Just let it happen.
0: Yeah, and like, um, I. Yeah, it's one of those things where you just, you kind of have to trust that it's going to, they're, they're, they know what they're doing and everything. Um, and that's not like all of this isn't to say that like criticizing and like, like, you know, we literally have a podcast just to talk about things we like and not like about, uh, you know, all these shows and movies, like criticize all you want and pick it apart. But like we had this conversation last time. It's like, but think to yourself, like if you're criticizing literally every single thing that comes out, like do you like this yeah do you like marvel anymore (laughs) yeah it's okay if you don't um but also like i i also enjoy like having conversations about like the ups and downs of every project like my buddy kyle like who's definitely gonna be on the show soon he and i text about like what we what we like and he's much more critical than i am like i said but um it's nice having those conversations and he does it in a way where like he loves marvel you know as much as we do and holds the characters to you know very closely in his heart so like um it's cool just to have those conversations but so that's not to say like don't criticize things but like it's just annoying when everyone's just like phase four sucks like like the mcu peaked with end game i'm like it could have been a peak but it's gonna yeah. come right back up like you know they're familiarizing us with all these new characters, these new concepts like Celestials and the timelines and
3: mm-hmm.
0: the multiverse and you know all these different mythologies. Like they're they're setting the groundwork up for something bigger than Endgame. I said it. I, you heard it here first, folks. It's gonna come <laughs> back around. <laughs> but I'm ex- I'm 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 really excited. And like if you look at like what we have. And we're, I know we're going down like a little not Thor rabbit hole right now, but like mm. if you look at what we have coming up, um, like Secret Invasion series, um, Wakanda forever, probably gonna get like mm. Atlanteans and stuff like that. Um, what else do we have? We have Ant- Guardians, Man. Blade. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ant Man, Blade. Like all of these are gonna be pulling in so many new cool concepts that are adding to what they are setting the ground and work up for now. And like phase four is just going to be the beginning. Like there's going to be a team up. Yeah. Maybe in fantastic four, like Mm -hmm. we'll have a team up or something like that. But I don't know. I'm, I I trust them anyways, back to the (laughs) door.
2: But I think after, uh, you know, they, they leave omnipotent city and they start getting closer to gore and the shadow realm and everything. You know, it's what I brought up with my phase four rankings is the whole cosmic thing. And when they get to that, uh, when they figure out what he's trying to do, trying to get to eternity, that's like my bread and butter with what I like about the Marvel comics is like those eternity level characters of like those entities. And when they're in that, uh, like the hall of eternity with the different statues, you have the watcher, you got another, another, uh, uh, cameo from the Living Tribunal with like the mm-hmm. the faces shifting around, and then even Erisham had a statue in there, you know, yeah. showing that he's like the the t- god level uh, celestial. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, Lady Death was there, and that whole I was just wondering, okay, are we going to get another entity? Are we actually going to see Eternity? And then skipping around, like skipping towards the end when we actually see Eternity and you know, i was like oh shit <laughs> yeah that was like, that was big.
0: big that was really cool that they pulled eternity in and like again they're setting up more of this cosmic stuff right yeah. so I, I i oh i love that they went there that's a big deal um to throw eternity in there um i'm not really familiar with the living tribunal if i'm being honest um, just, he like lives
2: outside the multiverse and like oversees he's like so the one they call God, the one above all, he works for the one above all, and he lives outside the multiverse, lives outside any sort of like timeline and oversees okay. everything.
1: The, and the, the kind
2: three like, the watcher. He's he's like he's above the watcher in the like, the watcher we saw in What If where he's traveling the multiverse and like mm. interacts with things. Living tribunal is just like an entity outside of he's essentially God, but since he works for the overall God of the Marvel everything, he kind of is outside in his own little realm to where, you know, we saw how powerful Erishim was in Eternals Mm -hmm. living tribunal, you know, is 20 steps above like 20 notches above Erishim in a sense.
1: Right. Okay. The the three faces are like, what like revenge, necessity? Yeah, they, they all
2: represent something different. Yeah, yeah, that work.
1: like keeps the balance of the of everything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was cool.
0: And it, I know we saw the Living Tribunal in Multiverse of Madness too, when they're cutting through mm-hmm. universes. Um. At one point, so there's something going on with that as well. that They're building up for.
1: Um, it's, it's equi- sorry not not revenge it's equity one faces equity one is necessity and one is vengeance okay yeah well
2: but that the we talked about it earlier with like the kids and everything the the fight sequences i think overall in this film anything with gore and thor fighting each other on that one little asteroid thing to mm-hmm. even in the Hall of eternity those fight sequences were were pretty fun to watch
3: yeah. I, yeah.
0: I I think the choreography for this movie was top tier. Um like the fight at New Asgard, the fight in the Shadow Realm, the also the Fight in the Shadow Realm, how it starts. Mm. How like they're all kind of it's like a horror movie. They're kind of like looking all through the color's it is, gone,
2: it's all black and white.
1: Yeah, and they reminded me of Sin City.
2: Mm. Like the yeah. like
1: how like all the color was just gone. I did love how whenever um either Thor or Mighty Thor would use mjolnir or um or or stormbreaker like uh whatever electricity glowed off of it color would return to whatever it was sort of next to like it it was almost like shedding light and adding color to them like i thought that was a really when that is like using
0: thor as a flashlight kind of
1: yeah, yeah yeah and you see like the color in her in her um her cape and stuff like that like return to it i thought anyway, that was that, a really cool choice
2: that fight kicked off and gore's pointing at Stormbreaker because that's how he's going to get to return and thor just goes
1: yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> and they wave and him forward
2: oh my yeah. gosh that was and cool. and I, even
1: before that when he's got them all tied up and it's basically just another terrifying, and a mentally terrifying,
2: yeah wise type situation yeah
1: just picking them apart basically and just being like okay now you get to choose which one you know if you just give me the axe like you know i'll let you go but yeah that was the axe it was a really creepy scene yeah and his i like
0: yeah, yeah i like how um i like how jane puts it together in her head she immediately just like Hosses stormbreaker and she yeets it out (laughs) and i love i love seeing her like just like i don't know she was very confident as a superhero but like you know still not like she was very like unsure of herself with like the um catchphrases and stuff but like i like she like she has her shit down and Mm -hmm. i liked i i I don't know that scene was cool because she just like yeets it out of there um but it was like very alarming. It was like, oh my god, what's going on? Yeah. And like Thor was like, you know, tell me why you just threw Stormbreaker. Like, why did you, into the why did you throw my
2: axe in space? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that part was funny. Um, that whole scene was cool. I was I was a little confused. I was like, wow, this seems like it could be like a final battle. Like, what's going on? And like, uh, I was clearly wrong. There was so much more. But I was like, that seems a little early. Like the move, but the movie was just like the pacing was. just just very quick Mm -hmm. it was just like boom boom boom. i saw
2: uh like negative comments about the pacing and like the different scenes and everything i thought it flowed it flowed pretty well like it was like seamless to where uh you know gore started doing his things thor and korg went to asgard gore starts attacking asgard then all right we need to go to omnipotent city they go there they're not going to help them they know that they're in the shadow realm from Axel telling them uh they move to the shadow realm, then from the shadow realm, you know Gore's got the axe he's at Hall of eternity uh they go to Hall of eternity, and then it just goes to the climax of it when you know they destroy the Necro sword, you know the influence the Necro sword had over Gore is starting to yeah. fade, but he's finally able to reach eternity, and then we see you know the the ending scene I thought it like. The flow of the movie, it went quick.
1: Yeah, my um, I, one, one of the one of the uh, podcasts I listened to when they were reviewing it, uh, one of them said it really well. Where it's it was very much the same pacing and same construct as like an '80s action movie, where it was like yeah. cool set piece, cool set piece, cool set piece. You know, we get introduced to the introduced to the um, uh, villain uh, kind of mm-hmm. early on. You know, cool set piece. We got to go to this so we can get this. Got to go to this so we can get this. Meet up with the villain. Get beat by the villain so that you can come back and you know eventually you know destroy destroy the villain. Which like yeah
0: yeah like I what? I heard similar comparisons. I also heard comparisons like Conan, um, the Barbarian stuff like that mm-hmm. in the same for the same reasons, like for the same comparison reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um and i i i love the pacing of it like it is a i hate using the word fun watch because people always use that to say this movie was not good but right. i liked it yeah. that's not it's what i mean by that but it flick. is a <laughs> yeah i would say that about like Jurassic World Dominion like that was a good popcorn flick i just want to see people get eaten by dinosaurs but like yeah. this is not that like this but this the but the way i'm using fun is like this is like you are i felt very much like actively watching this movie i'm not yeah. you know you're like you are in it you're like wow this is happening boom 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 I, I love the pacing of it that's why i was so excited to go see it again so quickly mm-hmm. because it was just a thrill ride well, you there's
2: you never to know like my mom who says oh do i need to watch the other four movies it's like not really because cord recaps it throughout the entire yeah yeah They show flashback scenes of like fat Thor when he's sitting there with his hand in his pants and with the beard. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Lebowski Thor.
2: Like they do a good job recapping like, hey, this is Thor. This is everything that happened to him. This is why he's the way that he is. And do you need to know who Gore is from the comics? No, because we get his origin in the first 10 minutes of the movie. We know his motivations. We know what he's trying to do oh, what's this Eternity thing? It's like, you don't really need to know Eternity from the comics. You just know that you reach Eternity at the end of the universe. You get a wish, any wish type thing, like Infinity War or Infinity yeah. Gauntlet type wish. And you don't really need to know anything else. Like, you don't need to know the Loki TV show. It's like, oh, who's Loki? Oh, his brother died eight times and that's why he's got the giant back tattoo. Uh And you
0: get the recap with uh Matt Damon and yeah and the they other. do they,
2: uh, yeah what happened in Thor Ragnarok well they do the little play with Matt Damon and uh Liam Hemsworth and Melissa McCarthy and, like that's pretty so much funny. what happened in the movie like uh it stands alone without having to watch the 23 24 previous movies or even the old Thor movies or like any of the movies that just came out with like Doctor Strange it stands on its own Pretty well. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it goes back to kind of uh that whole comic book line. How they're looking at the MCU now is like, there's all these different series, and you can enjoy them by themselves, or you can get a lot more out of it if you're like, like we are, just keep, keep, keep keeping up with literally everything that comes out. It's I like mean, Moon it's, Knight. It's...
2: Moon Knight didn't connect to really anything. It stands mm. alone on its own. Yeah, <laughs> <There's> <laughs> it really Hawkeye. was. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. You kind of need to know what happened in this dude's life to where he got to this point where he's down yeah. and PTSD and all that.
0: Yeah. I need to go rewatch Hawkeye. I really liked watching that. I remember it was a good, I remember that leaning into Spider-Man, both having like Christmas vibes. was.
2: Uh, yeah, it's, gonna be, yeah. it's weird. It's weird to think like, we're still a couple months away from uh, December, but with how work is where I'm planning things out for next summer, thinking about how, quick this last year's gone where oh man it's almost been a year since Spider-Man came out it's almost been a year since Hawkeye came out
0: well it's uh, been it's been a year since Black Widow came out yeah that was July of last year and like it's another one I'm going to go rewatch soon um, that movie was just so good like all of I don't know I, any, anything that's come out
2: uh, I've enjoyed Phase 4 I mean we had to break down yeah. my stuff uh, when I was on last time but Phase four has done a great job with A, introducing new people, and B, uh, expanding the, upon the characters that we've known the last 12 years. Or not 12 years, shoot, yeah. 15 years almost.
0: <laughs> yeah. And um, I agree. Yeah. No, I, I mean, and we're, we'll talk about it a little bit more in a second of like where this sits in our phase four ranking. But. Um, Everything has been pretty great thus far for the last you know year and a half of phase four. Um, one other scene I really want to touch on was when they're they're on the the goat boat going to uh, the shadow realm, mm-hmm. and Jane and Thor are talking. Like I thought that scene was very emotional, even though they were joking the whole time. They're both kind of mm-hmm. dancing around this really tough topic. And they're both, there's also this like clear tension that, you know, they're exes, but they still love each other and, you know, this, all this stuff. So, like, I thought, I thought that was a really good scene. And, like, when she tells him that she's sick, she's like, I have cancer. And it kind of like, it kind of like just spills out of her mouth. And it's very real about how someone who doesn't want to talk about it, you know, like, if I have something like, I really don't want to tell somebody, but I really have to tell them. I'm like, yeah, this is this. And then I'm like, okay. And then she does that. She's like, okay, goodbye. And she walks away and he's like, what? And she's like, I'm not doing this right now. And like, you know, it's like it was, I thought it was really well done. Very realistically done of that mm-hmm. that conversation of especially these two people where they are in their lives and where they are together as a, you know, their, where their relationship stands. I thought it was uh a very special scene. And everything that you know, followed that. Like, I want to feel shitty. Like, I want to feel shitty about you. You know, like.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that was a good like, way that, like, that Peter Quill like described it. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this shit hurts, but you you need that shit. And Thor just takes that literally, saying like, telling Jane, you know, I want I want to feel shitty. Uh, yeah, and he even like he doesn't really say it to Gore at the end when uh, you know I'm spending my last moments with with her. It was he actually knew what Star Lord was saying about I want to feel shitty. That's kind of how he explained it to Gore, but in the actual sense of it, mm-hmm. not the joking way.
0: Yeah. Um. So that scene was was great, and then I think the last. I mean, it, if there's any other scenes you guys want to talk about, um, no, nah, I, I think was, talk about them, I but, think
2: but like we were leading into that eternity scene.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, one. Yeah, that. Well, if you want to start that one, actually, because um, I don't I mean, I have things I definitely want to talk about, but more so the ending after that is what I want to talk about.
2: Well, I, I, I mean, we we spent the whole movie, you know, laughing, enjoying the soundtrack, the one liners from Korg and things like that. But then people wanted it to be serious and we hit a serious tone with, you know. Whoa, the, the villain, another time in the movie where the villain's going to win and yeah. he reaches eternity, he's going to get his wish. But now that uh, the Necro Sword's not influencing him anymore, he's kind of back to the mortal level of uh, like reasonable thinking. And then he sees Thor, uh, you know, with Jane, because she's Jane now. She's not Mighty Thor. And she's yeah. really dying. Uh and then you you guys talked about how uh, why Gore made the decision he made because he saw Thor act like he you saw the mortality in him where he's accepting that he's going to die but he wants to spend it with the person he loves mm-hmm. and then that kind of brings Gore back to the mortal side you know level headed to where why did he, why did he go on this journey to kill the gods? It was because of his daughter. Yeah. and That was really what sparked it because, uh, he went through the desert da- like his daughter died and then saw how the gods treated him. But now he's back to, you know, he's dying potentially, but all he wants to do is see his daughter one last time. And in the end, that's what eternity gives him. Not, I don't know if it's actually his daughter because of how you know her reflection was earn, yeah. basically so Which was really
0: cool, yeah,
2: it, it truly I wasn't like I don't think truly it's his daughter in the mm-hmm. sense I'm trying to comp- compare it to uh I've got something in my head, I can't think of the movie um, I have
0: something in my head too, I can't think of what it is, but it's I, like
2: it, ugh, shoot, I can't even.
0: But it's like, they get a wish, they, they bring someone back from the dead, but that's not right. really,
2: it's not it's really like, them. It's like a high, gotcha sort of thing. It's like, uh. That happens in
0: Harry Potter kind of, like, he uses the resurrection stone to bring back his wife, but then his wife, she's herself, but like, she can't deal with the fact that what was it like that she died or she's something? supposed to be dead yeah
1: like, yeah yeah like
0: she she can't grasp that reality that's though. what so it then is like,
2: like the, the the brothers three or whatever where he brings back yeah. his dead loved ones but it's not actually his dead loved ones mm. or something like that i can't it, it's in a bunch of media where
0: yeah you
2: wish for something like hey i want uh, uh i can't think of it but we all like know
0: fairly we're fairly god Fairly bad, Fairly bad parents. Uh, when uh, the genie comes, and then Timmy the, gets it's like uh, the monkey's paw.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 so a, like you get what you want, but at the end there's a price for it. Yeah. But in this yeah. sense, I don't think it was really his daughter, but Eternity brought back his daughter. Uh, and,
1: in a sense. Yeah. It, it, she's like she's like almost like a physical like manifestation of Eternity. Yeah. Like that's at least yeah. from like her laser beam eyes. Like I'm guessing that's sort of like what it is. Mm. So like I don't know I'm, if she is Eternity or it's just or it's just she's a product of Eternity now. I think like, she's so.
0: a. Product. I don't, obviously, we don't know, but yeah, I think right. she's a product of, and now she has powers from Eternity. Right. Um, and like leading into that, I liked one thing I really by the end of the movie appreciated was that we open up with Korg being like let me tell you the story about thor or son aka yeah. you know and then and then he's like let me tell you the story about uh, the, doctor the doctor and the god or whatever yeah. you know and and then at the very end he's like let me tell you the story of uh, uh, the viking space pirate and whatever you know and like mm-hmm. whatever he like has that story and then like one thing i noticed the second time was like in ragnarok when they called the bifrost ragnarok the title is burned into the ground and that's how they say that's how they like show us the title of the movie and then at the beginning of uh love and thunder the bifrost comes when they go see uh sith and they take her back to new asgard i believe that's when it happens or or maybe it's when they leave that planet to go get sith Mm -hmm. um on that snowy planet but I was anticipating I was I was like, oh here's the title and then we didn't get it and I realized they didn't give us Love and Thunder until the very, very end of the movie where you're like and they were known as Love and Thunder. Yeah. And they're like he's talking about Thor and his I guess adopted daughter now. And like it was I yeah, it I was really cool. I, 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 it it tied the movie up really nicely with a with a big bow.
2: It made me sad that the movie was over at that point when, you know, he's cooking breakfast for her and she doesn't like pancakes. And (laughs) like, it made me want more of the movie when I know it's like the, the, uh, the classic, Oh, it's going to open. Like this is introducing a new character for the next movie, Mm -hmm. but it made me sad that, Oh, the movie's over now because they're going to go off on their own new adventure. And it's like, I want more of this. Like,
1: yeah. I want to see what
2: happens next.
1: Dad Thor. Yeah. I want to see dad Thor.
0: I loved it. I love I, and I like how you know he has this. I he always has this idea of like his purpose, or like he always has this idea of what kind of love he's looking for. Mm -hmm. And then the universe throws him a curveball. It's like, well, you found this love with Jane as a romantic love, but actually, you're going to be spending your time being a father. Yeah, and like I love that switch, um, and like. You know, it's it kind of just goes to show, like life never really is what you are expecting, and kind of go with the flow. And I I don't know, I thought this movie just made Thor even higher up on my list of favorite characters. Like he he's easily like a close number two behind Cap, maybe creeping up above Cap.
2: And it was the theme throughout the movie with him trying to still figure out his purpose because he's no longer the soldier, he's no longer the you know really the Avenger because he doesn't know what the status of the Avengers are now. Now he's got a purpose of, you know, raising love, protecting her, and, you know, being the person that he knows Jane wants him to be. Yeah. And uh, I think we're not going to see the side of Thor that we've seen since Endgame where he's questioning himself, he's depressed, all this. He now is back to being Thor in the sense of He's no longer lost. He now has a purpose and he's going to continue to stand up for what's right while taking care of love and seeing where that takes him as a father and still continuing to be a hero.
0: Totally. I can agree more. I I love that like kind of full circle thing that we get at the end of this (laughs) where like, and we also see them going out to like help, you know, those villagers and fight off and like, it's cool to, to think of them like just going around the galaxy, being like cosmic superheroes of you know like you know universal superheroes, um like Captain Marvel kind of and like, you know protecting whoever needs to be protected, and because you know the scope of the MCU is just so big, um and th- another thing, Kev, you mentioned like his relationship with the Avengers. Something I meant to mention earlier was like that's another thing that he lost. Like this, I know they all had like they were all like crap talking each other all the time and like you know they weren't like a big happy family but like that was like kind of a family that he had that he no longer has because cap's gone and iron man died and like you know so many other of the teammates are not there anymore so that's just another form of loss that he's had since this new chapter in his life which started in thor one so Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot of lots of pull out of this movie um but any any last thoughts about the movie before we talk about where it stands in phase four for for everybody
2: again I smiled throughout the entire movie I'm Mm -hmm. listening to the soundtrack when I go to the gym uh it I think between this and Ragnarok I still really like Ragnarok um probably is the best Thor movie just because it was a fresh take on uh, the previous Thor movies. And we kind of knew what to expect in this one. It's going to be kind of like Ragnarok, but I have no complaints really with this movie other than it's $20 to go to a movie. at a movie <laughs> so I, I'm yeah. excited for what it's July 17th, halfway through next mm-hmm. month when it drops on Disney plus. Yes. I will definitely be watching it as soon as it drops.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that too. I'm definitely going to be rewatching it a lot. <laughs> um, Colin any last, any last thoughts?
1: Yeah, no. I I really really liked it. I I I think this is just an awesome fun time movie. Um, uh also the um uh Valhalla post-credit scene. I love how that that oh, yeah. s- that sets up um open ended and- yeah, I I immediately saw um I can picture when when Thor comes to his end, he'll be welcome there. He'll get to see, you know, he'll get to see everybody that he's lost. And there's wow. definitely there's definitely gotta be a moment where, you know, he's saying hi to Odin, to his to his to his mother, to Jane, to Heimdall, everyone like that. And then it's gonna pan up and you're gonna see Loki's smirking ass. You need to to stop. I'm going to cry. It's it's definitely, (laughs) it's got to happen. I hope they do it, but I'm glad they set up that, you know, Valhalla is, you know, is, it is obviously a place. So inevitably it gives us, it sort of gives, it sort of gave the audience a little bit of that closure where it's like, you know, even though he did lose all these people someday, you know, obviously not soon. We don't want him dying soon, but someday he will be reunited with all those people. So, so like, like I I really liked the fact that they included that because they could have easily just left it at the Hercules and just been like, yeah, you know, uh, Jane's out there somewhere. She, she disintegrated into that gold dust. So, you know, she's probably there, but for us, for them to actually show us how it was great.
0: Wow, yeah, that got me emotional. That was good. Um, well, yeah, I I'm excited to see where they do what they do with uh with Valhalla as well. Um, but my last thoughts, like, I loved watching this movie. It hit. It was obviously like hilarious. Um, I loved seeing like Taika, Taika Waititi's uh like freedom that he got with it. You know, he definitely got a little bit more with this movie, then Ragnarok and Ragnarok was still very much a psychic movie. Um, but yeah, I mean like all the characters hit so well. Corp was hilarious. Gore was terrifying Thor's Character progression just continued. And like I said before, Natalie Portman really stole the show for me. She was my favorite part of, of the movie. Um, and then that ending was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know visually it was amazing the music was awesome obnoxious an obnoxious amount of guns and roses yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, among other things but I I don't know it was just like it knew what it was and it did those things so well and even through the comedy I felt every emotion possible um so yeah I was I was very thrilled uh with this movie um so I want to hear what you guys where where you guys put this in your phase four ranking. Um I'm not including Miss Marvel in mine yet because I don't know where it mm-hmm. stands. I just finished and we can talk about that later. Yeah. Um but I figure we kinda all recap like where everything is and where Love and Thunder goes on their list.
2: I think for me it I I forget what my rankings were uh off the top of my head, but I think it's top five for me. Just enjoyability factor. Um I think it might have ju- uh, bounced uh, Falcon Winter Soldier because I know I had that that high. It still, I still think Loki was a great show. I think Shang Chi, great. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think it went Spider Man, Loki, Shang Chi. Uh, I think I had Multiverse of Madness, but I think Thor is definitely in top five. For phase four, for me,
3: yeah.
0: Colin, what about you? Too?
1: Yeah, I have. I I have mine similar. I um, um. I initially put it just under Wandavision, so at my so, uh, so it would have replaced Doctor Strange Multiverse, um, at number five, but after thinking about it and I think watching it again, definitely. And also, I mean, the, the hot dog suit also kind of escalates <laughs> it. Uh, it, it, it. That pushes that past WandaVision. So I've got it just underneath Loki and uh, uh, just above uh, WandaVision now. So it's sitting pretty at number four in my phase four. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I can dig that. I, so I originally had my top five, was Spider Man one, Doctor Winter Soldier two, Doctor Strange three, Loki four, and WandaVision five? Um, this is sitting at number two for me.
3: Oh,
1: all right. After Spider
0: Man, yeah, all right. I'm taking, I'm taking a uh, recency bias into it into account. Yeah, but I mean, that, I
1: mean, that, that usually inevitable. doesn't
0: really affect me though. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can pretty much tell, I can take a step back and kind of realize what's going to be good a year from now or what I'm going to the opinions I'll have a year from now versus now, but I think I might be moving Loki up to number three now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but yeah, it's at new, number two right now. Um, right behind Spider-Man. But I mean, I thought it was great. I think it's probably my favorite, No, it definitely is my favorite Thor movie so far.
3: Um, above Ragnarok,
0: but, but yeah, well, um, guys this is a blast does anyone have any any last thoughts any anything we want to talk about
2: well i was going to i know i still haven't listened to it uh but my quick minute spiel about the obi-wan finale uh, yes <laughs> that was just a roller coaster uh that finale uh, i liked the the visual when uh he uh cuts his mask and it's the opposite side of what Ahsoka did. Yes. And uh, uh, Rebels, where it was like the the right side in Rebels when she's fighting and he goes, then you will die. And then in this one, it was his left side that Obi-Wan cut. And uh, you would have thought that after the first time of his mask getting cut, he would try to reinforce it. But I guess he didn't get that memo in Rebels. Yeah. Uh, re- really, really enjoyed that finale and it another thing that made me smile just enjoy an enjoyable show I don't really care if they do a season two um because I thought it ended pretty well uh that was my minute spiel on that the thing that I brought up to you Adrian uh on Instagram yesterday when because I've been thinking about because I switch out of command uh around December so we just went through a whole bunch of change of commands and people do their speeches and everything. And I'm thinking about what I'm going to say in my speech, and it brought me to when Thanos is like, when Doctor Strange asks him, "Then what will you do next?" And he's like, "Then I can rest. I'm um, a grateful universe, that sort of thing." And I was yeah. rewatching that scene to get the quote right, and it made me think of, "Huh, his brother is Harry Styles, uh, who's an Eternal and." Thanos is an eternal, but with, like, a deviant DNA. I'm like, did, did Thanos know this whole, uh, the whole orchestration from the Celestials of the Emergences, and they need life to to be born? Oh, yeah. To explode. Mm-hmm. It's like, so was Thanos trying to prevent the Celestials from blowing up more planets and everything? So now it's like, man, Thanos was, like, actually a pretty good guy trying to stop uh, <laughs> emergencies from happening. Uh, so that's that is- one thing I thought.
0: That is a crazy thought. Yeah, that like, yeah, he's in that world. Like, he and Star Fox, like, were you know, they're Eternals and everything. Like, they they are very much aware of of that side of the universe and the multiverse. So, yeah, who knows? Um, that's I like that theory though. Either way,
1: yeah, same here. I never thought of it like that you it just like
2: clicked in my head because yeah. when he does this where he uses a reality stone to make titan look like it did i'm like mm-hmm. oh that's the same world that he grew up with uh starfox and maybe the other eternals and stuff like that and it's like yeah so killing half of life the celestials need life to bring on the emer- emergences i'm like huh was he trying to prevent that also like it just was like, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) Thanos was a good guy.
0: (laughs) Well, I would love to see, like, just a comment in one of the future movies of, like, maybe, like, someone's talking to Star Fox, and they're like, so did Thanos know this was a possibility when he did what he did? And, like, they don't even, like, clarify, but he kind of gives, like, a maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But, like, Mm -hmm. they they just bring that up, you know? Um, And not retcon anything, where, like, like well, actually, Thanos knows the whole time, but yeah. they question it. They have kind of a similar conversation yeah. that we're having.
1: I think that'd be really interesting to see play yeah, out, and, and, in the and even and even have Starbucks be like, you know, my brother knew what he was doing, and you know, but he he went aw- he went about it not the way that you know, yeah, it should have yeah. gone like so.
2: So there was that and then I think you guys are gonna do like a recap episode of the entire Miss Marvel show, but just the way that it ended basically introducing the X Men and everything, especially when there's a mutation or something and then you Mm -hmm. hear the you know, the guitar riff of I, yes. uh, because was really the only scene that I've seen from the show because I've just been reading the reviews or like the summaries of the episodes, and I'm like, the reason why they did the Inhumans and made her Inhuman is because the like Marvel executives didn't want the X Men writers to introduce new characters because you know they couldn't make movies off of it because uh Fox owned it, but now that right. you know Disney owns everything except for Sony. Uh, where you get the X Men back and making Miss Marvel a mutant makes sense, make is is a good way, which I didn't see coming mm-hmm. to introduce the X Men. You know, now you know, we know mutants are out there, mutation and DNA, and then the I don't know what it's called her bracelets or whatever. You know, is that related to the 10 rings? Because I think in an episode, yeah, you show the 10 rings, uh low emblems or something like that mm-hmm.
0: they and do what, during the yeah. partition In uh, and, uh oh wait, no that's not in the partition i'll shut, no, shut up
2: but i kind of like it to that and then the post credits with uh carol danvers uh switching places with her uh you know there's a connection with like you know it's sending out like the post credits of sean chi it's sending out a beacon or something what is it calling you know, is that what Miss uh, uh, Captain Marvel was dealing with when she switched spots with uh, Miss Marvel? Like, what was Captain Marvel doing at that time? Yeah, and why uh, she like freaking out, sort of thing. Right. So it's it's opening up for the, the the Marvels movie. And I saw somebody go down a rabbit hole of, oh, it could be introducing um, what was it, Annihilus? Was that what the guy said? But introducing another character that Fox owned, but now that we got, uh, or that Marvel got back, uh, maybe maybe they're going to like the the negative zone or whatever could happen in the Marvels. uh, I thought Miss Marvel did more than I thought it was going to do as far as, you know, yeah, it's introducing a new character, but now it's introducing... You know, mutants. It's introducing. It's it's tied into the Shang Chi ending in a sense with the bracelets sending out a beacon or something. Yeah. So I yeah. definitely am gonna go and watch Miss Marvel, knock it out one of these weekends just to get a better grasp of it. But and mutants are coming.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, like Marvel and Feige and Despizito have such a great way of turning a show like Miss Marvel. Into a must watch. Mm -hmm. Um, or like Hawkeye, now we have Echo. They, they planned all that out knowing like that street level New York crime was gonna get, they were, you know, gonna be getting, uh, Daredevil and Punisher and, you know, the Defenders pretty soon. So they know what they're doing, you know, and like just the tie ins that you just mentioned alone, you know, are significant. So, uh, I'm, uh, I think, I mean, I liked Miss Marvel a lot and I'm excited to see, like, we'll talk about it more at some point, I hope. Um, but, uh, I'm excited to see where they go with her character because she was great. And then having her team up with Captain Marvel will be awesome. Yeah. Um, all these great words I'm using. Um, but yeah, uh, very cool. Any, any other last thoughts of anybody today?
2: Just waiting for that Locono Forever trailer to drop.
1: Yes, yeah, I, I bet Dang you man. we oh, have.
2: Soon. Well,
0: Colin, you and I are going to have to do an episode soon, like in the next week, because San Diego, Diego Comic Con is next week, and we're going to oh, get some. Heck yeah! Pra- apparently, Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander, was cast as Dracula for Blade. I oh saw. It, I had that cool. written
2: down that there was something that got leaked to where, you know, his name came up with being Dracula. Yeah, and we have the. Uh, I forgot the character. There's like a Halloween special coming out for like werewolf, or I, I don't know the character that well, but it's a werewolf character from the MCU, and it's like maybe we get our first look at Blade in that movie or that like uh, one-off special,
1: and then I, I'm dope. I'm
0: very excited for that world to yes. for us to dive into that world with Blade mm-hmm. and like give us some spooky. Come on, yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited. so. Well, let's say San Diego Comic Con next week. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna get a lot of really cool uh, drops on that. Yeah, uh, supposed to talk about that. But um, another episode we got to do soon is so my buddy James grew up in a household where he was not allowed not allowed to watch Harry Potter, and he is twenty nine or thirty. So he just watched all the Harry Potter movies within like two days, and like. <laughs> As he posted on his Instagram story, yeah, he was doing this, and I immediately texted him. I was like, "Write down as many of your thoughts as you can," because he was already kind of doing that, like putting his thoughts out on Instagram while he was watching. And I was like, "Write down everything," and you are going to be on the show. We're going to talk about your you watching Harry Potter for the first time as you know a thirty year old man. So um, we're gonna we'll have him on here pretty soon to talk about that. Um
2: man that's and then, crazy. that's crazy to think like yeah, your first, I, your first viewing of Harry Potter is all in one weekend whereas we've had it for over 20 years. Yeah. And yeah I, I just recently I think it was uh I had a like a 4-day weekend. I think it was the uh last month and I just you know with my 18 TVs I got I just threw on HBO Max and cranked out all the Harry Potter movies while I played Xbox. And it's like nonchalantly watching it. I don't really need to focus in on it. Cause I've seen them a dozen times <laughs> already. Yeah, And, and finally yeah. watching it for the first time all in sequence, not waiting three or four years for the movies to come out. That's nuts.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to hear his taste and he's, he's hilarious for one thing. Yeah. I hope he doesn't, I hope he doesn't <laughs> listen to this episode. I don't, I don't want him. Yeah, that. Don't, yeah, cut that part out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll edit it out. Um, but uh like I've been wanting him to get on the show, anyways, just because he's, you know, close friend of mine, and he and I always have really good talks about Marvel and Star Wars and whatever else is coming out. So this is going to be funny. Um, he's also, he has hot takes, um, and he like he likes Miss Windu, so we're going to be talking about why Miss Windu sucks. But uh, other than that, I'm we have plenty of stuff to be talking about. Mm-hmm. The boys, Miss Marvel anything else that's coming out in the next month or two um but uh we got andor coming up very excited about that yeah that's right um but anyone out there listening if you like what you hear please go ahead and follow us on Instagram um follow us or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify um if you know anyone who could benefit from listening to this, please send it their way. Like I said before, we're not trying to get famous here. If it happens, that'd be cool, but probably not going to happen. But, um, you know, if we can brighten up someone's day, give them a little escapism while they're working or, you know, just, uh, if they enjoy any of the topics that we cover, feel free to share it. Uh, we love to be, you know, that person or those people for, for anyone out there, uh, just a little positivity during the day. Uh, You can hear me complain about people who are complaining. It's awesome. Um, But, uh, yeah, from uh, Donut Squad Radio, I'm Adrian. And I'm Colin.
2: And I'm Kevin the guest.
0: (laughs) Kevin the guest. guest. We'll have you back on soon, Kev. Um, But, yeah, we are signing off. And I'm going to cut it there. Awesome. Beep. Bop. Beep.